Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. The hideout. We're going in. Passing you into FM. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go the hideout? It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shovel to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. Hideout. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Happy? Hey there, DC. Welcome into the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe, your old friend. That is, um, that's your gayest friend, J Dubs. How dare you? Right in the introduction, you can't even give me a good intro. <laughs> Hi, DC. We are back, and we want to talk to you. Give us a call, 800-636-1067. Hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger. The uh, screen name there is Hideout Radio. And visit hideoutradio.com for all the info and fun. In fact, you can download uh, the Hideout post-show podcast. That is available there. Also, two links to the uh, WJFK podcasts. Which are a little bit behind the time. Um, we've been trying to update them. I've had some problems with that. We uh, we found a way where we ourselves can upload them and make it a little more simple for everybody. But when I try to do it, it just goes to a blank page. So I'm trying to figure all that out as we speak, and hopefully I'll have them up for you by the end of the weekend. For those of you who do not remember or are new to us, we used to work at the mighty 106.7 WJFK back uh, 2000 and, what was it, like 2002 to 2005? Yeah, did right Saturday around Saturday nights, the hideout, El Jefe's hideout, did late nights, helped out with Ron and Fez when they were there, helped out with the Don and Mike show behind the scenes, and it's great to be back on 106.7 WJFK every week. Old hideout fans, or as we call the hardcores, heretics, uh, stumble upon the show mm-hmm. and are shocked that we're back. So uh, if you do find us, you're an old friend, and you find us, at us on MySpace, myspace.com slash hideoutradio. And we'll have some uh, some future shows coming up and some different things going on coming up on the end of the year. So you're going to want to look saying? out for that. Big announcement mm-hmm. at the end of the show. Nice. We'll, we'll announce what it is at the end of the show. Dubs the way the show breaks down. We will go until 9 o'clock. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff in between, including the hideout headlines, uh, the hideout sports quick hitters. Uh, also, something that I wanted to talk about, uh, a possible thing that could break up the show and break up the team. Hmm. That is completely your fault. And we will, Never. Dis- we will discuss that during the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, now been, I know it's bull. I've been biting my tongue for, oh, I don't know, five days now. And I'm excited to get on the air and actually talk about this with you. Because it could be the end. And I'm not even kidding. The end of first our friendship and then uh, the team. And now that I think about it, I want to talk about it now. But unfortunately, there are bigger stories going on in the world other than you being a horrid roommate. And uh, that, J-Dubs, as we all know, is the passing, the death 
of Redskins safety, Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, it happened on Monday. Uh, the shooting died early Tuesday morning. And, of course, the first thing I did, tuned into the junks. I want to commend the junks. I want to commend Don and Mike, commend Big O and Dukes. I think the uh, the station did a fantastic job of covering this, of being a forum for people to discuss. Because when this happens, first, it's one thing for it to happen. It's one thing for it to happen to a family member. You know, yeah. we all feel that personally. But when it happens to an athlete, it's weird because athletes... They're not real, almost. They're they're these beings that live inside our televisions. You yeah, know they, what I mean? they, yeah, they they aren't really they, they aren't celebrities where you're watching who they date and everything. It's very odd. You're 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 controlling them on video games. There there's there's something very odd about athletes and something yeah not human about them. They're, Almost robotic, mm-hmm. and especially with the with the development of video games, you know, and how Sean Taylor is a badass, uh, you know. Oh yeah, if you if you're playing Madden and you do the fantasy draft to build your own little team, if you're going to get a safety, it's going to be Sean Taylor. So to think that these guys are are mortal mm-hmm. is an odd is a very odd situation, and it's not like it happens. All that often, you know, where you have, especially in the middle of the season, and where it happens in such a horrific way. 800-636-1067. What was the last athlete that was still playing to die? Was that Corey Lytle, uh, pitcher for the New York Yankees, briefly after the season yeah, ending? Yeah, and, with, and his the, plane uh, crash with the plane crashing. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, very anyway, just it's and Lydell was not nearly the stature of a Sean Taylor. Lydell was big, but you know he wasn't a superstar, Pro Bowler, you know type person like Sean Taylor. Was there something to it too, where all right, Lydell was in a plane and he was almost he was in fault. control of his uh, you know fate kind of right. And then for this to happen, and then the whole Sean Taylor story, I mean, just the young man's life. And the way that he left this earth, it's odd. It's mysterious and it's odd. And again, it, it's it, a fluke shot to the leg in a situation that I'm not completely confident that because uh, we have an update on uh, Hideout Download uh, that says they've arrested people and that it wasn't really um, a targeted uh, murder. Right. You know, and I'm not completely buying that. All right, let's Not get, at all. Let's get the latest uh, from CNN Television and what we call a hideout download. Hideout download. Yo, how do I see my son? He, he's over here, ma'am. Totally distraught, we shocked, can, can. the mother of Jason Mitchell arrived to face the unthinkable. Her son is being charged, along with three others, in the murder of Washington Redskins football star Sean Taylor. Miami-Dade police say the four young men, ranging in age from 17 to 20, came from Fort Myers, Florida, across to Miami to burglarize the player's home. They were certainly not looking to go there and kill anyone. They were expecting uh, a residence that was not occupied. I don't get in. You know, I know the blood splatter was done by Dexter Morgan, and he's very dead on usually. But I, I, I don't buy this. I don't buy it at all. Hideout download. So murder or shooting someone was not their initial motive. During a Friday night news conference, police said the suspects had previously visited the house but would not elaborate on the connection. 
outside the headquarters of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement in Fort Myers, where the four had been questioned all day, reporters got glimpses of them in handcuffs and even watched as a court stenographer followed one of the suspects into the interview room. I'm just going to tell you that we have confessions within this investigation. I'm not going to tell you which ones confessed and which ones did not. We have more than one confession. I'll put it at that. Police say they are looking into the possibility that at least one of them knew someone in Taylor's family. All four of the suspects are no strangers to the law, with charges ranging from drug possession and sales to grand theft auto. Taylor was murdered in the early morning hours last Monday when he reportedly confronted his assailants at the door to his bedroom. He was shot once in the leg and died the next day from massive bleeding. The grandmother of suspect Jason Mitchell says she saw him the day of the shooting. So you saw him Monday here, though, right? You say I saw was he- him home Monday. But you don't know about Sunday? No, I do not. I don't know nothing about no Sunday. I saw him Monday. Thanks, Mom. You're really helping Grandma. out the defense there. Grandma, whatever. You're really helping out the defense there. Okay, let me, uh, is this, what, what year is this where I don't know nothing about no Sunday? What year is this? It, it's 2007 in Miami, which about, I would say, 64 for oh. the rest of the, uh, 1964 for the rest of the country. Hideout download. Monday. Taylor's memorial service will be held on Monday in Miami, Taylor's hometown. The entire Washington Redskins football team, along with several thousand mourners, are expected to attend. John Zarella, CNN, Fort Myers, Florida. Thank you. Uh, Dubs, mm-hmm. so what is uh, what are your thoughts on this? Like, overall, you're still not buying the fact I'm that not, they, don't, they, they didn't know? Yeah, I'm not buying that at all. I'm, they, there was a break in eight days before. And it may have been someone casing the joint, but if you're casing the joint to figure out what you want to steal, why... Leave a knife on the bed. <laughs> right. It, there, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and it, I've heard a lot of people interviewed saying that he was very nervous about going back to the uh, Miami area. It, it, it just seems like he knew that some people were out there looking to get him for some reason, and they got him. That's what it really looks like to me. 800-636-1067. It is the hideout. Hefe and Dubs talking about Sean Taylor. And I don't think that whoever went in there meant to murder him either. I think they meant to send a message to him because it was just a shot to the leg. So you're shoot going him in the completely head. against everything that's being reported. Do you think this is a cover-up? I don't think it's a cover-up. I just think they, they are looking so hard to close this case. They do not want to keep it open. They they want to get it closed. Well, they obviously want to get it closed because of the fact that, you know, this is a high-profile exactly. person. Uh, you want to grab someone as soon as you can and, uh, you know, and obviously look competent. This is probably one of the bigger cases, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the history of Miami. Now, what did you think about early on? What did you think about the news coverage and a lot being made of Taylor's past? Because some people are saying that's racial. I don't think it's racial. I think it's, I mean... He went to Miami. Those players tend to get in a little bit of trouble. I don't think it's a racial thing. I think it's a uh, area of the world thing, an area of the United States where there's a lot of crime that happens there. It's easy to get caught up with the wrong crowd nothing in Miami. Good ha- nothing that happens in Florida. Let's just make that yeah. perfectly clear. And further you go down, the worse it gets. It's you, you might be able to stay out of trouble in Jacksonville, but if you if you make it down to Miami, it's almost impossible to stay out of trouble. 
How do the Redskins recover from this? Is there any way that you're concerned tomorrow about playing a football game? No, no. They, they, there's no way. There's no way that you, you even concern yourself with football at all at this point. It is odd that they still have to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem like like an incredible... Because at least with the Yankees and Lydell, there was a whole offseason that had to be gone through. There was time for recovery. But with the NFL and everything being so bang-bang and so fast, and here we are on game day, and then the next day we've got to go and bury our all-pro safety. It's a very odd situation. And I don't even... i got to commend Coach Gibbs who isn't pretending to know it all, mm-hmm. who is being very honest and like, I, there's no handbook for this. I don't know what we do. We're just going to try to we're gonna try try to to go be through. human beings yeah. and football players just, all at the same time. You've got to make it through it somehow, so you just do your best to you know, make it through it. And he's a very Christian, um, high, you know. He's a good guy. He's high a morale. Grandpa. Uh, yeah, he, and uh, I, I don't know. He's into NASCAR, too. I don't know if he's going with the whole thought of God needed a strong safety. Stop it. No, there's no way. Right, let me point this out really quickly, and there's no way Gibbs would ever go with that. But how stupid are NASCAR people that after the death of... One of their biggest stars ever. It's God needed a driver. Could and everybody you, buys into it. Could you imagine if show, someone showed up at FedEx Field with a sign that said God needed a strong safety? They'd, they'd get, get their ass beat. They'd get beaten up, yet for some reason it's just accepted that these poor NASCAR idiots, and this is what they're going to think. I, I don't know how you turn this into uh, me being able to hate NASCAR, but I'll commend you. Let's go to line two, and Jonathan, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? I just wanted to chime in ever so quickly. Sure. This whole thing about these guys not knowing, and it may sound really silly, but if you're not a football fan, if you don't follow it avidly, and particularly if you're not a Washington Redskins fan, you're not up on the injury reports. All you know is this guy is a professional football player. He plays every Sunday. Mm-hmm. These guys don't, you know, take off after, right immediately after the game. They get a couple of days off in between Wednesday morning practice. Yeah. But it is conceivable that they did think that he wasn't there. But not knowing that he's on IR, they went in the house. Oops, this guy is home. Panicked, shot him. Doesn't condone what they did, but it is not out of the realm of possibility that they did think that he wasn't home. You give me your take. No, no, I agree. And thank you for the phone call, Jonathan. It's possible but not probable when someone breaks in eight days before and leaves a knife on the bed. It just doesn't make sense. There's something missing. I understand what Jonathan's saying about they were just thinking this guy's probably out of town. Mm -hmm. No one's going to be here. You know, it would probably be easy to get in there and get out. I can see that. I mean, again, that's, that's what's so... I think making this this case, it's obviously a huge case, but making it even bigger than it is, is just the mystery that is going to surround this. Although we have, they have the guys in custody, they're going to have the confession. Who knows if we'll even have more information later on tonight, and certainly with the junkies on Monday morning. Uh, so maybe we'll or get Or maybe it. even tomorrow morning when they do the pregame, the unofficial pregame. That's certainly too, uh, absolutely. Let's go to line three, and Alan, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, boys? i got a real problem with the DA sitting up there he sounded like a defense attorney for the guys he reiterated the point like four times that he didn't think that they knew he was home and they didn't go in to get sean taylor why is he even mentioning yeah why it had nothing to do with anything 
all he had to say there is we arrested a few people and uh, we have some uh, confessions. The details are not out on that yet because, yeah, he's going out there, going on his way to say these guys aren't bad guys. They, right. they didn't mean to do this. I was cra- I could not believe that a DA was, was saying those things. Alan, you, gone. you a Skins fan, my man? Absolutely. How, you, how did you? How did you? How did this affect you personally when you hear Sean Taylor shot? Then the junkies announced, you know, Sean Taylor is dead. I mean, uh, that, that was nuts. That uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't say, oh, I'm going to cry because I know him or anything like that. But that's I like mean, everybody's favorite player. I mean, yeah. Sean Taylor. Nobody has a bad thing on the football field to say about Sean Taylor. Everybody. Love that guy. So it just sucks. He's he's one of the best people to watch on defense. I mean, he, he would just go out there, uh, you know, uh, with no regard to his body and lay out someone. Thank you, Alan, for the phone call, my man. I appreciate it. 800-636-1067. It is odd to hear the DA. And if I don't want to say anything about if you because I've seen the photos of the guys that they've arrested. Mm. And I don't want to make any assumption on looks, but I will. <laughs> and it's not the fact that they're brothers. Yeah, I don't think all of them are. I, I, all the photos that I saw. I think one isn't. Really? Mm. Uh, but these cats, they're young guys. Like, I think even one of them is 17, between the ages of 17 and 21. But they look road-worn. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Where they, they look like they've lived a life in their 19 years that most people wouldn't live in 80. Well, th- that's what I was saying. And it's saying. not an excuse, but it's an odd thing that goes into... I mean, I don't want to, you know, be a, a stereotype... Not a stereotype, but a cliche here, but even the whole idea of black-on-black crime and just how odd this... Like, the whole thing is when it comes down to why are these kids from Fort Myers in Miami? Are they there just to break into this house? I had heard a report that one of them had attended a party of a family member of Taylor's and something could have gone on there. Again, these are just various reports, and I'm sure the junks will have t- more tomorrow on the unofficial pregame show and, of course, Monday morning. But there's just so much that still needs to be found out about this. Let's go to Bill on line two. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, guys. Um, I was just calling up uh, Shanahan, Mike Shanahan and the Denver Broncos had mm-hmm. to deal with two, I believe, two players that died oh, this yes. season. Uh, a couple of seasons back. Uh, so there is a little bit of a playbook to go by uh, on that regard. Secondly, um, I, Taylor has always been I, – I, he was coming out of it, out of trouble mm-hmm. now. But, but then he had all that ATV incident where he was brandishing a firearm and so yeah. on and so forth. And my question is, do we think that is related to that or if it's a completely separate incident? Um, I may be a conspiracy theorist in, in that regard, but if, if Taylor had so much fear of being down in Miami, why did he go back? Yeah, that, that's my biggest question. You know, why would you continue to return well, to someplace where, and I, I've heard many people say that he, uh, there's a lot of people that didn't wish him well there. Well, he was right. also getting a second opinion, I believe, on his on his knee. I mean, that was the whole reason for him there's being... Other, there's other in, doctors in, in Miami. No, I'm not, trust me, I know, but that's the reason why he was... Uh, in Miami mm-hmm. at that time, uh, you know. Moreover, on that point, though, you're right because it is the whole thing that has so much clouding on this is his past. If this was Chris Cooley, mm-hmm. you know, then every, and then we'd be, oh my God, this is obviously was just a robbery. You know what I mean? But the fact that it is a guy 
who had a, you know somewhat of a checkered past. That's what's leading up to all these questions and what leads to so much speculation, especially in the early you know in the early hours of all this getting reported. Hey, thank you, Bill, for the phone call, my man. Appreciate you coming into the hideout on one hundred six point seven. WJFK, 800-636-1067. So, Dubs, uh, where from here? Do, do you think there's any guilt in the skins' minds of going out and playing the game on Sunday? Would you feel guilty? I don't know if I'd feel guilty, but I just wouldn't be into it. I really wouldn't be into the game. You know, you'd, you'd go out there and be, you know, what's the point of this? And who, what about the guy filling in for him? You know, playing the, the starting role there. Right. I mean, he has to be feeling like... Oh. There is an odd thing, too, when death happens in sports, how it puts the whole thing in perspective. This makes it seem kind of silly at that point. Well, because really it is. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Sports are a great distraction. And the fact that people get incredibly upset over the wins or losses of a game, even the only person who should be really pissed about the win or a loss... The owner? Is yeah, Daniel Snyder. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's got millions, you know, millions of dollars tied into this, uh, and maybe Coach Gibbs. But you know, you would hope. But when it comes down to it, the people playing the game, if you're competitive, uh, but otherwise the owner. So this does it puts the whole thing in perspective. And as a as a Skins fan, are you going to be sitting there watching the game in the same light on Sunday? Especially if you're a kid, Sean Taylor. Is your idol? I mean, yeah, this, you're, you're, you've been sitting there wearing his little jersey and everything. I mean, what do you what do you do while you're you know? It's just it's really odd. It's going to be interesting how the whole thing plays out, just on a sociological level, uh, because that's the way I always like to look at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Joe on line two. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, Joe. Hey, Hello? this is this is Jim. I, oh, Jim. Uh, I, I think you're talking to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was. Touching on what you just said with uh, Jason Whitlock's article and kind of the sociological uh, background of some of these cases where these guys are kind of getting involved with the wrong crowd, and then some of the stuff either comes back to haunt them when they reform, or if they don't reform, you still have some of that violence going on behind the scenes with the lifestyle that they lead. Um, you know, whether it's time now to stand up as a society and say, even even if this was a random burglary, uh, maybe this is a message for for young, uh, especially African American athletes, uh, to to stand up and take note. Yeah, no, and I mean, you wish, but how many mm. times does this happen? Because I mean, Sean Taylor, I guarantee, if we go through the papers in Miami on young black men that were killed in Miami that week, he's not the only one. No, no, not at all. I, you know, and, it's and, a violent city. There's a, it, it, it's just like a, just all these cultures are kind of. Uh, clashing at one point, and yeah, there's a lot of violence between minorities and uh, minorities on top of each other. It, it's just a very odd place. But I even understand what he's and saying. It's hot. I understand. The heat there does something to you. No, tell me about it. There is something too about, like you, like as a minority, as a, as a Mexican uh, who was once married to a black woman and really, you know, got into the black culture and you know had family and, and friends. And you wonder, and you look, and you want you want to grab, you know, brothers and be like, dude, like I want to sit down and have a conversation, like, dude, there's so much more out there. But when you're stuck in a in a in a ghetto mm-hmm. and there's no hope, and you're eating like Michael Irvin said, you're eating cereal with water, 
you know, and it, there's just no hope, and the other only way to get out is football, and then you get out, and you still feel like you have to stay with your buddies because they were the ones, and their families were the ones that fed you. It's it's a tough thing to try to get out of, and you see it happen all the time with people that, quote-unquote, escape the hood. 800-636-1067. Let's go to Henry on line two. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, how you doing, guys? I love your show, by the way. Um, Thank you. I personally think that the league shouldn't uh, allow the Redskins to play this week, but, you know, um, they're going to make them play anyway. But uh, my question is this. Um, if the Bills were to win this game, do you think that they end up being bad guys as well? You know, that's a very... I, yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I don't think so. But I, I, they, I, I don't think it's a, yeah, we beat them type uh, attitude after the game. You know, I think they, 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 they're in a no-win situation. Here's what I'd like to see happen. There, there, there would have to be some sort of a way for the NFL to be like, okay, here's the deal. We've lost one of our own, not only one of our own, but an all-pro. Mm. It's a it's a horrific way that he was lost. It's not just a car accident or in the case of the Bills where they had a guy who got hurt playing the game. Let's move this game. Let's find a way to move it. Let's find a way to, to, del- to delay it a couple of days. We can rearrange the schedule. It will be a headache, but I guarantee the Bills and the Redskins as organizations who both have had odd things happen to players on their team, they would be willing to make some sort of a concession. Because it's not fair, to be perfectly honest, that the Skins have to step out there and have to play this weekend. I don't think so. Well, I have many, many black friends. No, you don't. You're right. I I have nothing for the sun. (laughs) I have no point now. You have no way. Mm. You don't have a single black friend. Not at all. I need to get one. Yeah, let's take a break. Let's come back. There it is. Uh, We're going to do the hideout sports quick hitter, so if you missed uh, hopping in on the uh, Taylor situation, we'll get back to it later on in the show when we get to that, but we got to hit the hideout headlines. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and hit the hideout headlines. These are the biggest stories of the week, according to us, and if you hear anything, absolutely hop in at 800-636-1067. Of course, tune in to the Junkies Unauthorized and Unprofessional pregame show. It says unprofessional, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. we aren't we are <laughs> running anybody down. Uh, yeah, I think they're great. Uh, tomorrow from 11 to 1, live at the Champs Americana in the Fair Oaks Mall. You remember Champs? Yeah, we used to go to Champs all the time uh, at, while we'd stare at, uh, at uh, the before and afters at the mall. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when we got let go from JFK, uh, the last go-around, mm-hmm. Cameron Gray took us to champ, so we know it all too well. So anyway, that's tomorrow from 11 to 1, and I'm sure there's going to be so much more information the Junks will have on that. We'll take a break, come back with the hideout headlines. Will a bald man ever be president? I don't think so. we got somebody who's going to help back it up. It's the hideout 106.7 WJFK. The hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. That's bad radio. The hideout. Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Welcome back into the hideout 106.7 WJFK. 800-636-1067 on the AOL Instant Messenger. Hit up hideoutradio.com. Uh, actually, hideoutradio. And hideoutradio.com is the website. 
Dubs, a couple things going on with the station. Junkie's going to have a pair of tickets for uh, Hannah Montana at the now, Horizon Center. Now, it's not a show that I would want to go see, but it may be the hottest concert. It is definitely the hottest concert in the U.S. going on right now. Hey. I mean, it, it came through uh, Tampa uh, when we were there, uh, where we are right now. Uh, and it, the people were going insane for Hannah Montana tickets. It really is nuts. Um, they go for as much as a thousand bucks a ticket. People are doing silly things for them. So if you have a kid or even a niece or whatever. If you want to be a hero. Yeah, if you want to be a hero, you got to <laughs> win these tickets. Yeah, win them from the junkies all next week. Your chance to win courtesy of SuperstarTickets.com. SuperstarTickets.com. Purchase your holiday gifts. Uh, tickets for any event. And the boys, Big O and Duke's going to be at the Green Turtle at the Verizon Center tomorrow night from 7 to 9. Green to Turtle. Wa- to watch the uh, Terps take on the VCU Rams in the BB&T Classic, courtesy of Bud Light, always worth it, the Green Turtle. Uh, F Street in the district, 800-636-1067. Dubs, let's, uh, before we hop into the headlines, let's go to line one and EJ. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's going on, guys? No songs. Long time. Haven't heard from you guys. Uh, this is a friend of ours that used to listen to the show. We're on in Real Radio 104.1. EJ from the U. Yes. What's you, going on? You went to the University of Miami. And played on the the, uh, the uh, Hurricanes with uh, Sean Taylor, correct? Yeah, yeah. He came in my sophomore year. I, he, was a good, he was a good dude, man. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even think to talk to you about this. So you knew Taylor personally. Yes, I did. He was the coolest guy. If he was cool with you and you were cool with him, there was no problems. But if you did it wrong, yeah, you got to deal with him. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, he was a ball buster, but, man, he was cool with me, so I had no problem with him. Huh. Um, what did you, now, you, since you knew him, what did you, uh, what did you think when this happened, when this all broke? I teared up. I don't sure. like to say stuff like that, and and that's the third guy that I've known from that team that's died. That's what I'm saying. That whole Miami area is very hard to stay out of trouble. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on out there where I, even you know regularly good people you can get caught up in some really bad stuff. What is it? Um, what is it, uh, EJ? That you think is? I mean, who are the other guys, and what do you think it is about the University of Miami? Is it the players? Is it just the area? Is it the culture where these cats come from? Well, the other two died in car accidents. One okay. uh, drowned in uh, one of the retention ponds, and another one died DUI, not being smart, crashed into a tree. So, the other two not not as bad as this, but it just. You, there, there's areas there down there that are just bad. You got right next to where there's these nice clubs. There's the ghetto. Right. So now, now, when you talk to Sean Taylor, was he talking to you while you were giving Shocky the shoulder rubs and uh, getting his hammies <laughs> all nice and warmed up? In the one, field? Of, one of our things about EJ from the U, who's a who's a heretic, a hardcore listener to the fan. He posts on HideoutHeretics.net. He was real involved with the show in uh, in Orlando. Was that he rode the bench behind uh, Shockey, who I guess, you know, if you're going to ride the bench behind anybody, it's going to be Shockey. You aren't going to, you know. And this guy would always come out to all the events wearing his Miami jersey and his flashing ring. his rings. <laughs> hey, man, it's good to know you're out there, brother. we got to move on, get all out right. with the headlines. But don't be a stranger. Yeah, talk to you guys later. Later, uh, bro. There he all is, right. EJ from the U. And I, I forgot about the fact that he mm-hmm. went to school with Sean Taylor. And that's an interesting insight because I don't know. But he said if you were cool with Taylor, he was cool with you, you know. And, you know, he 
you bust some balls with, you know, have some fun. But if you ever cross them, which it just makes sense. I mean, anybody really, you cross them, they aren't going to be cool with you. All right, Dubs, let's move into the headlines portion of the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Hideout headlines. <laughs> It is a hideout 106.7 WJFK. We move through the biggest headlines of the week, according to us, uh, at this point in the show. Fairly quickly, but if you can get in while we're talking about the story, great. If you can't, call in anyway, hold on the line, and we jump back quite a bit just to uh, kind of get everybody caught up. So we'll get you in at that point. 800-636-1067. Also to the hideout instant messenger is hideout radio on AOL. Did you watch the Republican debate this week, J-Dubs? Partially. I was uh, kind of multitasking, doing a few things. So I was able to watch it with uh, with the closed captions, but I couldn't hear it. You know, so it's kind of harder to follow along. But, yeah, yeah, I did get a chance to see it. Here's what I noticed. And let's bring into the hideout Brian Reichenberg. Brian Reichenberg is with uh, Kevis uh, Rejuvenation. That is Kevis, K-E-V-I-S dot com. Brian, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, fantastic to talk to you. The reason I wanted to have you into the hideout tonight in Washington, D.C., was because of the fact that I'm watching this debate on Wednesday night. And I am looking at Rudy Giuliani, and I am looking at Fred Thompson. And all I see are, um, let me think of a way to put this, two old men's uncircumcised dongs. Mm -hmm. That's what they look like. They look like... They look like uncircumcised yeah, members. Yeah, they just have a lot of loose skin. Yeah, oh, there's even so much more than that. But it goes back to them being bald. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to bring you into the hideout is because you're from Kevis, K-E-V-I-S.com, and you, um, you're you essentially what's a baldologist. You've been you know, studying balding. You've you know, looked at different uh, aspects of balding over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. It's actually 15, but... Oh, sorry. Now, here's what I want to ask you. smacked you across the face with his credentials. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to have another bald president? Because I'm looking at these two dudes that look like members. I don't think... Look, the last time we had a bald president was Eisenhower, Mm -hmm. and and his opponent was bald also. Yeah. No, that's... Actually, I didn't think about that. That's true. Now, uh... And if you look at... uh, If you go to England... Uh, the last bald prime minister they had was Winston Churchill. Um, so let me ask you this, though. Why is that? I mean, because here's the thing. I'm looking at these guys, and there's something about them. And, like, subliminally, I guess, I'm looking at them, and I'm like, I don't trust them. They look shady. Is it because they're balding, or is it because they're just shady and untrustworthy? Yeah, well, that's, that's a separate point on politicians, <laughs> okay? But, like, the fact that... Look, when someone has a full head of hair, they exude confidence, and uh, that's what we picture. You know, not not to be too shallow, but uh, AOL did a survey of 10,000 women. This is a couple of years ago, and here was the result. 68% of them said they'd rather date an unemployed person with a full head of hair opposed to a bald cardiologist. <laughs> now... I, I saw the story too, but I tuned it out because ten thousand women just can't. There, nothing can good can come out of that. That uh, that. Oh, they, they, all, they all had blonde roots. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's such a good point. Brian Reichenberg from Kevis here in the hideout with us. Now, Brian, um, have you ever seen a website called Armchair Candidate? 
No. It's a it's a terrific website. What they do is they go in and from the last you know since the TV has been the main vehicle of driving people to uh, you know get get their votes, uh, they've taken all of their uh, campaign ads from all the way back and put them on this one website. And it, it, there's a, there's also like studies on there that say you know like balding uh, has ha- had a um, a major effect. On who becomes president, you know, just the just the general ugliness of the candidate, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot harder for them to get their point across. Like uh, with Nixon, uh, when he was when he first tried to run for president, he looked very ugly. He was sweating a lot. His mm-hmm. makeup was running down his face, and that really hurt him in his first uh, run. And that's the whole reason too, Brian. That you know, you got John Edwards spending four hundred dollars on a haircut. Because it's well, they, do, they do that out here in Beverly Hills all the time. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't I don't fault the man for it because it's so important when you're on the campaign trail to have good hair. So Brian Reichenberg is a baldologist. That's why I think uh, Maury Povich should run for president. He has great hair. Is there any yeah, way? Does. Is there any way you think we'll ever have a bald president again in this looks-based society? I don't think so because you know, you, like we said, we uh, you know we haven't had one since Eisenhower, but. A part of the reason is back then people didn't watch TV as much as they do today. Right. On. So not, not, right. You know. So today you're seeing these candidates all the time, and uh, you know you study any type of sales and marketing. The unfortunate thing is people uh, in the first second they make uh, a snap uh, decision on where you're at depending on your appearance. And what's funny too about it is it is so much about appearance because there you have bill richardson who i think should probably be the next president of the united states mm. but he's fat and he's sweating he's sloppy and he looks like horatio sands up there during a debate <laughs> and you you know that's another reason why you can't trust now bald president ain't gonna happen but why is it they can always be vice president you got gerald Ford, you got dick cheney because i think i think they tend to have like these bald guys that are very well qualified the uh, the people who do get the uh, nomination understand that these people are very qualified and they have good ideas and they actually have a lot of pull with uh, maybe bipartisan issues. So I think they uh, the people running know that, so they bring them along. Brian, do you think the people that donated to Thompson and Giuliani's camps wish they had found out this whole thing about we haven't elected a ball president in 51 years before they threw their money away? <laughs> I, 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 I think they're trapped into donating at different events. But, uh, you know, you go back to, like, Clinton. Clinton had great hair. Yes. He had to. He was always getting laid. You know what I mean? I mean, that was a, that was a major thing for him. You know, plus he played on MTV. So that, that's what it takes today to win an election. Who would be more likely, uh, in your professional opinion, as a baldologist, Brian, who would be more likely to win the presidency, a I woman think, uh, or a bald man? I say I I I don't like it, but I think Clinton's going to win. Wow! I, I I really do because uh, given the choices, um, I think she's definitely going to win. Hey, tell us about your product really quickly for being you know, being good and uh, coming in here into the uh, into the hideout to talk about this. Because I'm serious. I saw this. I'm looking at these two guys as I'm falling asleep, and I'm yeah. thinking, oh my god, they're not trustworthy. Maybe it's because they're ugly. Maybe because their name is Giuliani. But the other part of it, too, is you look at the rest of them, and they're bald. And it's just like, 
I can't trust you. I can't have you going out the United States. Do you not trust your mirror then? No. I look at me. <laughs> I look at myself as a balding 29-year-old man thinking, uh, well, there goes my shot at ever you know, running a company or of ever being president. That and all the infidelities in my past, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Brian, what does Kevis do? What is this stuff? Okay, it's a molecule that was discovered in Japan uh, that literally stops the male hormone testosterone from attacking your hair. And that's the cause of hair loss. With all the myths you hear, it's it's all hereditary reasons. And the guys that are bald normally say, I have more testosterone than the other guy. Yeah, Uh, It's not true. What it is is what they inherit is the inability to handle the testosterone they have. So that's why, I got, that's why I got hair on my back then. Well, testosterone increases your hair on your back. Son of but a the bitch. point is that uh, we've developed a molecule that literally protects the hair follicle from, uh, from testosterone attacking it. How it's do we, not a drug. How do we get it, my man? Where do we get it from? Will we just go to the website or what? You can go to the website or you could call us. Uh, we're not in on the weekend, but it's 800 503 hair. That's 800-503-HAIR. Or you go to the website, Kevis, K-E-V-I-S. It's like Kevin with an S, dot com. We have free information. We have a hair test to see if the product will work for you. And uh, um, you can get it either way. That's good. And this is a big thing. If you're 19 or 20 and you're having aspirations for someday being the president of the United States, you, you know better start early. You mm-hmm. get it. Hey, Brian, thanks for coming in the hideout, my man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. There Bye. it is, kevis.com. It is the hideout on 106.7 WJFK going from presidents to vice presidents and dick cheney experiencing an irregular heartbeat this is again kind of one of those guys where i think if he was running for president there's no way on earth because of the looks but vice president he can sit there and be the creepy vice president so he was taken to george washington uh, university hospital for evaluation uh they did some tests on him they basically had to shock his heart to get it back into a normal rhythm and I guess he is fine. Did they did they plant like a pacemaker in there, or did he already have one? I don't know what this guy has, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't think Dick Cheney is a Christian because he is doing everything in his power not to die, and that is not the Christian way. To me, I think the whole idea of being a good Christian and being devout in your faith is wanting to die and get to heaven. And it is obvious to me that Dick Cheney doesn't believe in God. Because he keeps taking on all of these medical uh, opportunities available to him. Do you think he's uh, he's uh, he's all behind this invasion because he likes to uh, th- how he keeps his heart moving at the pace it is? He has to drink the blood of minorities in this case, <laughs> Arab people, to uh, to keep his his evil dark heart alive. Well, apparently, and this is part of the rehab process for uh, Cheney as he gets better and all this. He fired up his fetus juicer because that helps him live longer. He's actually ah. 272 years old, but when you drink uh, what used to be a fetus, it adds years onto your life. And people are so stupid when they drink the fetus. They, they think it's all in the muscles and blood. No, it's in the bones. You have to grind up the bones, put them into like a nice uh, powder, and then add them into your protein shake. Um, also, too, he starts his morning with a nice warm oil bath uh, because Halliburton installed a direct tap. And one of his pools, his swimming pool, his indoor one, is 87 grade. So ah, he, just he can go, he he can go, go to premium. He just goes swimming in it. You know Easy. what I mean? I don't know why he's being cheap. 
Uh, Why are you swimming diesel, my friend? I know once he feels better, though, he and Bobby Knight, they're going to go find some people to shoot in the face because now they have a common bond. Uh, have you ever found it odd um, that, again, Cheney keeps doing this? He keeps trying to stay alive. He's kind of spitting in God's face. What if God really needs a good, creepy vice president and he's really trying to call him up to help run heaven? God needed a VP. They're looking for a takeover. <laughs> This one comes to us yesterday. Iconic Daredevil, Evil Knievel, dies at the age of 69. Let's uh, do a tribute to him by skipping over this story. We'll just jump right over. <laughs> How about that? Just do a nice leap right over the story. Right. Uh, I, 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 all right. I'll, I'll let you into my day a little bit yesterday. Is this excite bike? Yeah, this is in honor of Evil Knievel. This is one of the ways that we are... Uh, we're paying tribute with Excite Bike. Let me tell you about how uh, I'm working at a AM news station out here in Tampa, and uh, I guess Evil Knievel was from Clearwater, which is right next to Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'm running you know, the board for a couple shows, and the news girl comes in. Hey, we need to we need to cut this off right now and go live. Like live with what? E- Evil Knievel died. We need to go live. I thought for sure she was kidding, but no, I had to cut off live programming for her to announce that, yes, Evil Knievel died at the age of 69 because of Hep C. Is that what it was? Yeah, he jumped, leaped uh, his bike right over Hep A and B and landed right into C. His longtime friend and promoter says, it's been coming for years, but you just don't expect it. Superman doesn't die, right? Actually, yes, I believe at least two of them have. No, he does, they don't die, but they get paralyzed. That's the thing. Die too. Um, do you think evil feels stupid for dying this way? Like, do you feel stupid for calling him evil? Well, that's his name. <laughs> whatever, it? whatever, Dubs. Uh, who am I to judge? <laughs> Sorry. Touche, my friend. <laughs> but it seems like it takes away from the allure of uh, here I am. I'm evil Knievel. I'm the biggest badass ever. Oh, and I died all Hep alone C. in my condominium of Hep C at the ripe old age of 69. Seems like a hypocrite. It's like, why didn't you try to go out and do one last stunt? Why don't you go wrestle a bear or something? You know what I mean? Why don't do you, something. Why don't you go out in some style if you know that you're going to die? If you know that you're going to die and you're and you're having all these transplants and stuff, too. And, and that, that, that's been his whole thing. You know, everybody wanted to wait to see him die on camera doing something crazy. Why you're you already going to die. Let's uh, let's jump into a big pit of sharks or something, you know? Let's... And just fight him until the death. Yeah. Like a... Thumb him in the eye as long as he can. And, and then you get the last laugh because those sharks get hep C. Touche, shark. Touche. Um, now, honestly, to me, this means nothing. I'm just glad it's not Super Dave Osborne. Yeah. I was Super w- Dave was our true hero. I was worried that it was him at first. But along on those same lines... You know, it was the 70s, I guess, when he was really big and he was doing all his stunts mm-hmm. in Vegas. Uh, hold on. I don't want this tribute to end. Again, honoring the passing of Evil Knievel. But is this like for us when Steve-O finally dies? Probably. I mean, you know, like, or, gonna... or Johnny Knoxville, for that matter, any of those two big ones from that show. I guess Bam, too. But Bam really wasn't the big stunter. I think Steve-O, really the biggest. Like, I would be sorely disappointed 
if Steve-O lives to the age of 69 and goes out because of, like, lung cancer? Well, I, yeah, I can see him going out because of a STD, though. Yeah, I, I think that would be fitting for him. 800-636-1067. It is the hideout headlines. It is 106.7 WJFK. And this week has actually been a pretty big week for, you know, famous deaths. Sean Taylor, uh, Evil Knievel. We had the guy who created Gatorade. I think there's another one, too. The guy from Roger and me. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. Um, the guy that what ran Ford or GM, GM whichever GM. one it was. Um, so, so much for that whole thing of them dying in, uh, in, uh, in threes. I guess that's the well, cliche. I, you know, I would say that probably the guy from Gatorade and the guy from uh, GM kind of combined into one. Uh, wow, so that's their families. Uh, that's pretty heartless. Bring them in front of me. I'll <laughs> yell to them. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back. It is the hideout. Hefe and Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. You're in the hideout. The hideout with El Hefe and J Dubs. Now they're totally gay for each other. The hideout. A terribly sad indictment of our society. You're in the hideout. An appeal to the sodomists. The hideout with El Hefe and J Dubs. With its overtones of bestiality. The hideout. You are back in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK, Hefe and Dubs with you. 800-636-1067 is how you call us. And if you want to hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger, hit up Hideout Radio. Hideoutradio.com is the website where it will link you to everything you need from us, from our uh, MySpace uh, to WJFK.com, where you can pick up the podcasts. That and the post-show podcast. A lot of stuff that Mm -hmm. we don't get to during the show and also stuff that... Quite honestly, we'd rather do it in an uncensored forum, including the other thing from the debate this week and the planted question mm-hmm. by the old gay man. <laughs> the we the st- don't ask, don't tell general. We started talking about that, and we're like, you know what? Let's save that for the PSP. <laughs> so anyway, that is hideoutradio.com. Uh, sure you know, this up next uh, upcoming week, the Junkies giving away a pair of tickets to Hannah, Montana. Ju- uh, January 7th at the Verizon Center. Impossible tickets to find. If you get them for your kid, you are going to be a hero. So uh, look for that. We want to thank SuperstarTickets.com um, for getting those. That is SuperstarTickets.com to purchase your holiday gift tickets for any event in the Junkies tomorrow with the unauthorized pregame show tomorrow from 11 one Live at the Champs Americana in the Fair Oaks Mall. 800-636-1067 as we hop back in to the hideout headlines. Teacher hidden as Sudan mob urges death. A teacher, uh, they're demanding, she's British, she's mm-hmm. over in the Sudan, and the Sudanese are demanding her execution for insulting Islam by letting her students name a teddy bear Muhammad. Yes, of course, as the prophet Muhammad, people are very, very upset about we that. we got a hideout download on this one. Hideout download. Friday prayers over, hundreds of protesters spilled onto the streets of Khartoum. For these men, a 15-day prison sentence for British teacher Gillian Gibbons is not enough. Some, wielding ceremonial swords, believe her crime of allowing her students to call the class teddy bear Mohammed deserves the death penalty. But for the most part, the protest was peaceful and the message was clear. 
the, the protest is peaceful. People are wielding swords around. No one in their right mind would find that to be a peaceful protest. I mean, it's not the Renaissance Festival. These people are calling for the death of an English teacher. Grow up. You can name a teddy bear, whatever the hell you want to name it. Except for Muhammad. Whatever. Dude, now listen to this. We should give up now. We are not as committed as as these people to um, their culture. That, that is true. They, we, it, it, there's no way you're going to kill everybody with this mindset. We put our flag on thongs. Yeah, you, you see the naked cowboy running around Times Square. He's wearing the, the, the flag as a thong. Two weeks ago, we did a story about a family who thought they saw Jesus in a pancake and put it on eBay. There is no way we could play nice with these people. we got to say, here's our playground, here's your sandbox. Sorry, we will never screw with you again. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. There's, there's no way that we can change the minds. We can't win the hearts and minds of these kind of people. And they're, they're childish. This is the most childish argument I've ever heard in my life. Why does it matter if... Uh, and these are kids... These are their kids, their Sudanese kids, that named this bear. It wasn't the English teacher trying to mock anybody. She just allowed the kids to name the teddy bear whatever they wanted. It was a, te- you- it was a teddy bear. It wasn't like it was something awful. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like I, I named my stool. You know, Mohammed, uh, and I, I still I, I don't think I think you, you could say, well, that's not tasteful, and that's about it. Right, <laughs> but it's a teddy bear. Hideout download. We cannot accept it from anybody. If they can do it in Europe, they cannot do it here in, in Sudan. Britain's first Muslim peer, Lord Ahmed, is on his way to Sudan to try and secure Gibbons' release. Meetings with President Omar al-Bashir and other officials are thought to be planned for Saturday. Time magazine tells CNN a deal for Gibbons' early release may be struck. Gibbons has already spent six days in prison. If she serves her full sentence, she'll remain for another nine. Her defence team is still maintaining her innocence and planning an appeal. But an appeal could take longer than the sentence itself. The line of defence that she's innocent and she's doing that while she's practising her job, she she didn't mean to insult anyone and she's newly come to Sudan. Some of Gibbon's friends in her hometown of Liverpool in England have been calling on British authorities to do more to secure her release. All state she would never have intentionally insulted Islam. Paula Hancock's CNN London. Thank you, Paula. I don't think that... These people are babies. They are they are childish. They want to just throw a temper tantrum. But think about it. All they have in their lives is their profit. That's it. That's all they're looking forward to is dying so that they can go be with their prophet, Muhammad. All right. So don't name a what, teddy bear. Is Muhammad the Fonz? He must be the coolest guy in the world if everybody is getting that pissed off if they can't hang out with him. Fez is straight on the AOL Instant Messenger hideout radio says they should have named the teddy bear Bang Bus. That would have been less offensive. You're right, though. If you do that, there's no way that this lady's getting put in jail. You know what I mean? Now, here's the thing. I also got a recommendation from the staff that we should do a Muhammad update every week to generate some publicity. Um, what do you mean? Some positive press. Just so that maybe we do something Muhammad-related, and then all of a sudden they get mad at us, and we're generating some headlines. Uh, maybe we even you know, turn into an online store where people can buy our Muhammad gear. It's the no Jesus zone. 
pick up your Mohammed Windbreaker at the No Jesus Zone website, <laughs> www.mohammedstopshere.com. Uh, yeah, we could be one of those radio shows that sells everything. You know what I mean? Like we have the Christ Stops Here notepads. Then <laughs> you can pick up our new uh, uh, single, I, I Koran So Far Away. I think that would be a... I prefer, uh, if you get your premium membership, the Mohammed Factor tote bag. Or, you know, you just pick up the Jihad gym bag where, you know, hey... Uh, you, you can fit your soap, your towels right here in your jihad gym bag. Just anything to generate a little publicity. Because could you imagine what they would do if you had something like this? If we threw this out and put it up on the website, are they getting mad over a teddy bear that's named Mohammed? What would they do? Uh, all brand new in our Mohammed online store. We have the female genital mutilation thongs. They only come in red. I see. That's dirty. That's awful. Now I think you're actually mocking the culture. <laughs> It is the Hideout Headlines 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. School hate crime suspension being probed as a nine-year-old boy from Phoenix uh, in an elementary school has been suspended after the school determined he engaged in racial harassment by using the term brown people. Wow. If this is my school, that would be rewarded. Yeah, you because know, in our school, I mean, kids are inherently racist because they hear racist things. They're not inherently racist. They are indoctrinated by their racist parents. Yeah, but they they don't know when they're being racist. They don't. They really don't grasp that they are being hurtful. They think that they are being funny because they hear their parents laughing about those words while they're playing uh, euchre. You know, it's it, 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 it's not anything where they're trying to be hateful they just say it and then someone needs to correct them and educate them instead of suspending them and telling them that they are evil people now he's technically right i mean kind of are you brown people yeah he's not not, dropping the n-bomb exactly so i don't know and especially at the age of nine when you don't really know a lot and it is kind of everything's on the superficial okay it's like okay i'm brown you're you're white, mm-hmm. you know, you're chocolate. Because, you know, sometimes kids will say that, yeah. you know. That's a chocolatey person. They don't know. No. Except for you, when you were a kid and you pointed and said, look, E.T. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Um, my mom was wheeling me through the Kmart. I was sitting in that little uh, child seat. and you were bragging about your life growing up. And we were uh, going through the checkout lane, and a black man was there, you know, scanning everybody through checkout and uh i point at him go hey mom et 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 and uh yeah everybody laughed at me in a parent-teacher conference early in november the principal said she told the boy that it is okay to have racist feelings as long as you keep them to yourself wow that's a that's a nice positive message for the kid wow what is this bizarre? Is this a bizarre world where all of a sudden we have hate crimes in elementary schools, and then teachers saying uh, it's okay to be racist as long as you just think it? As long as you keep a bottle up inside and be- until you 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 burst by burning down a southern church. Right. You know, it, it's it, it, it's not healthy to keep these things inside. You should tell people how you think, and then maybe you can get educated onto you know don't forget, other people's cultures. Don't forget that Arizona is racist, though. Remember they were the last holdouts on the MLK Day. Like, they were the mm-hmm. ones that were like, no, not good enough for a whole day. It's like, what? Well, I, I never really thought about the Southwest being really racist, especially toward black people. I, I just thought they hated Mexicans. Let's give them MLK Hour where we just, you know, 
spend like uh, I don't know. We'll do a uh, a little gymnasium tribute in there. And what we is, go from this school over. What it. are some of the things you ever said as a kid that you look back now and you're like, oh my okay. god, that was so racist. I oh, didn't even realize it. Everything, everything you would play as a kid, you would do end knocking where you'd run to uh, uh, a door, knock on the door, and run away. And I didn't know that that term was racist. I didn't, you know, I didn't ever think of it. That's just what everybody called it. So that's what you called it. The N-word and the knocking. Yeah. And uh, when you're tackling a bunch of your friends and everybody jumps on N-pile. I've never heard that. I knew smear the queer, but not N-pile. There's smear the queer, too, which is a totally different thing. I think you guys in mid-Michigan were just making stuff up. Just extra things. Those little uh, nuts in the mixed nuts. N-toes. Did you ever hear those? What nuts? The the brown nuts that were kind of curled. Yeah. Mixed nuts, they were called Entos. Really? Yeah. Where? In your house? No. Well, uh, among other places. That was now, just a normal name for them. And I have heard stuff like, you know, you're a kid, and again, you look back, and it's like... It, yeah, you're, like, you're shocked. Like, you're, like your cousin would yell at you, don't Jew me. You know what I mean? I said that in class one time. And I got, I got chastised what? for it. And I didn't know. I was in, like, the second grade. I didn't know that that was, you know, uh, you know, uh, and I got a, uh, a a C on a on a paper because I missed spelling on one word or something, and that knocked me over from the B area to the C area, and I said, "You're jewing me down here." Wow! <laughs> but you didn't know what it meant. No. But where did you hear that from? Probably parents, uh, their friends, you know, just stuff like that. I, you know, I don't recall exactly and where so I heard it. It just becomes part of your vernacular. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Let's go to Austin on line two. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey guys, what's up? Um, I want to. Did that guy, that kid, actually get in trouble for saying brown people? Yes, he got suspended. Oh my, that is. There is no way that is a hate crime. Like I have friends that, like I have friends that are black or Indian. They call themselves brown. As, it's as a joke. There's no way it's a hate crime. And I, I think that's actually more PC than calling them black. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, the kid's just describing what he sees. I, He's I, only nine. I'm with you, dude. Hey, thanks oh. for the phone call, Austin. 800-636-1067. Because I consider myself a socially liberal guy. Mm. But we've gone way too far. Like, it's too much now. The right is so insane. The left is so insane. It's like America is this piece of taffy. And we're just getting, you know, stretched out to the max where there's so much left in the middle. Where you There's so little left in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, as a nine-year-old kid, you can't just say, hey, brown people. And everyone's brown in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a tan. Let's go to Ali on line one. You're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. What's up, Ali? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good, Yo. Man, uh, yeah, the whole thing in Khartoum is crazy, man. Uh, you know, being a Muslim and growing up here and stuff, it's like, you know, we don't need any more headlines like this. You know, we got enough to worry about. And then just to hear this ignorance is just insane. Uh, by the, going insane. back to the story about the teddy bear and, and Mohammed, like, let me ask you this. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, what is it like? I know that like there's something in the Jewish faith where there is a specific, I don't know if it's a prophet or something, that you can't even mention, you can't write it down. It's... I, it's it's never. I don't want to say it because I don't want people to get upset. Yeah, there's a name you can't say though. But, I think. But what is it in the you know in the uh, in the Muslim faith about? 
about Muhammad. I mean, is because when well, we're here with Jesus, there, there's never supposed to be an image of Muhammad. With Jesus, we throw him on a bumper sticker. Yeah, we, <laughs> he's on a T-shirt. I know. Yeah, yeah. He, they, people burn candles of Jesus. I mean, that that does seem kind of my uh, people, Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. So no, what no, is what is well, it all? With us, with us, I don't think we have anything in regards to like that where it comes like you can't say anything. You know, you can't say his name or anything like that. You can say Muhammad. There's no problem. I think it's just people find it that. You know, they. I think it's gotten a little to the point now with like the cartoons that were found in in right. Europe and stuff like right. that. So they're just so now. It's just they're looking for any excuse to get a little crazy about it. Um, but I think this is way overboard. Quite frankly, the name Muhammad was around before Islam. You know, and at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's a name. It's not like they're naming a, a dog or an animal or you know, or a, or a used rubber. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not. It's not right. something that. It's a teddy bear. It's the most. In fact, it's one of the most loving thing ever. You think, all right, Muhammad teddy bear. It's loving. We want to cuddle with it. Fine. If you ask me, 16 days in jail is crazy in itself for something like that. In, in the Sudan of all head. places. It's not like you know, 16 days in jail in the U.S. He, she's in the Sudan. Hey, thanks, Ali. We appreciate <laughs> right, it, my man. Uh, thanks for coming into the hideout. Let's go to Carol on line two. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, how y'all doing? Yep. What's up? Um, I happened to just get in my car and turn on the radio and heard y'all talking, so I might have missed mm-hmm. a lot of it, but I heard about the one person calling and saying that um, they have you know black people... Uh, Indians and they call them brown. I, that brought me to my, I have a nine-year-old daughter. We were talking about the kids in her class and she says, I have a lot of tannish people in my class. Now, is that a hate crime? There's no way. Did I say that? Well, if you call them brown, I guess if you'd call them anything other than a person at this point, they consider that a hate crime. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I got black people. I have some tannish people, mom. And I'm like, okay, well, what, where do you draw the line with a kid? What are they allowed to say? There's no talent, and that's the whole point of the story is that this nine-year-old kid in Phoenix said brown people, and he gets three days of suspension, and then the principal says, but it's okay to just think the racist thoughts. Don't say them, but just think them. It's ludicrous. I don't think at that age they even know. No. no. there's no. Hey, thank you for the phone call, Carl. Let's go to Ezekiel on line three here in the hideout on JFK. Oh, well, I wanted to pose a question I often wonder about. Is it racist if you can tell... The person's race by their voice on the telephone. No, because I can all the time. <laughs> then you're racist. But I'm saying it's like uh, everything makes you a racist now. So I'm right. surprised that it doesn't. Okay, I can tell this person is black because of, for whatever reason, you just can recognize that in the timbre of their voice. Somehow you hate them. I don't get it. Yeah, it's not that you hate them, it's that you are perceptive. I I think perception is now becoming racism. Now, obviously, Ezekiel, you're Chinese, right? How did you get? (laughs) But I I, uh, lean towards very Caucasian. (laughs) All right, thank you for the phone call, man. Another quick question. Go ahead. Um, Likewise, if uh, you're watching pornography Mm -hmm. and um, a member of another race comes on, and you don't find it as appealing as someone in your own race, does that mean that you are uh, a hateful person? This is a very fantastic question, and thank you, Ezekiel, for the phone call. I'll tell you what. When I'm searching, like, you know, single sites and everything... I feel bad if I if I leave a race out when I'm uh, you know when you're clicking through trying to figure out who you're looking for. Right, let me say this: I uh, was married to a black woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, now in porn, I can't pleasure myself to black women anymore. And you can't do Latin really well, either. I'll, can I'll you? get to that okay. in a second. But the whole idea, because of a black woman, it's for me. It's more of <laughs> been there, done that. 
and I'm stuck. Oh, you've conquered that race? Is that what you're saying? You've conquered the black race? I sure did, my friend. <laughs> and, and, and then, like, I've been there, and I've done that, and then it was a bad divorce. So, so you're blaming the whole the whole black porn community. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, now, I can watch a black guy, no problem. But, sure. <laughs> stop. That's not, that's not what I meant. The other thing that's odd about it, too, is, like, I can't ever run a batch to uh, Latinos. Uh, being a Latina. Latina. Latinas. Latinas. Uh, <laughs> being a jefe. Because of the fact that they remind me of my cousins. And, like, there's even... Yeah, I, I think that makes me go quicker. Well, of course, because you're from mid-Michigan. Mm-hmm. But I personally, like, I look at a Latina, I'm like, I hear her talking, and she reminds me of my hood rat cousins from Midland, Texas. I'm like, I can't go there. So I think there might be something to it. Now, Dubs, can you ever run? Yeah, I have no problem. Anybody. Really? Yeah, throw throw any kind of race out there. I have no problem as long as yeah. But I'll tell you what I do when I do search, you know, different sites and everything. I will kind of uh, pick and choose what I look for. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK and the Hideout if, headlines. If it's one of those four-hour compilation videos, I just let it fly. I don't care. I have found that though because I can no longer run a badge to black women or Latino women. So it's either white chicks or Asians. That's- and it's it's really uh, so it's just the hours and hours on Tub Girl, huh? <laughs> That's all it is. Have fun. Let's go to Scott on line five. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey guys, uh, before I get to what I was going to say, I <clears> love that you pointed out that CNN called that a peaceful demonstration when they were rattling sabers yeah. at the woman's death. That, that was I wish more of the you know better news programs would do that. But the thing is, is, is the real PC people. They're really contradicting themselves because they want you to, to keep everyone separate so you have a Black Pride and a Black History Month and a Hispanic History Month. But then if you at all mention that anyone is different, that's racist. I mean, would the little kid have gotten kicked out if he called people white people? Yeah, no, I don't think so. He's like, you look at the white, white people as opposed to the brown people. And that is a very good you know, observation there. And I understand what people are trying to do with Black History Month is kind of, you know, because... Basically, history class is white history. Right. And I understand what they're trying to do with Black History Month, but it is kind of, there should be more of getting that integrated into your normal uh, uh, Listen, curriculum instead of being a whole month. Black, how do you have Black History Month without black people? If you can't say black people, then how do you have Black History Month? <laughs> <laughs> Great point, Scott. Thank you for the phone call. Here's what's odd, too. I know we're trying to make up for past misdeeds, but the punishments now don't fit the crime. Like, Imus and the whole thing that happened to him, like, he got punished. He should have, like, people like him should have been punished like that in the 60s and not 2007. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because you, you set the standard back then because now you're not making any progress because black people have come a long way. Now, there's obviously so much more improvement, uh, you know, that's available, you know, and that minorities are trying but, to make. But I think sometimes... Uh, these uh, special interest groups go about it in completely the wrong way. That's what I'm saying. The punishment no longer yeah, fits, fits the, the crime. Yeah. Again, we're almost 25 years too late on it. And then it's doing more of a disservice than what it, you know people are thinking about. Let's go to Jody on line two. You're in the hideout on JFK. Jody? Let's try Dan on line one. You're in the hideout. Hey, how you doing? What's up, bro? Uh, not much. I was just going to comment on the uh, the teacher in Sudan. Mm-hmm. 
I, I'm just curious. I mean, she must have known the customs to be over there or whatever. And I think you would, it was you would so think much so. The name. Yeah, well, but the name in the, I think it's, they can't have anything that is actually supposed to be Muhammad or whatever. You remember the cartoons? And yeah, all and, and she was she was kind of from that area, and she knew that. I well, mean, she's from Britain, like she's from Liverpool. So yeah, she went there to teach, and so I understand what you're saying, where she should have known the customs. But again, she this was she let the kids name the teddy bear, right? Mm-hmm. So right, and I'm not, I'm not defending them in any way. I'm right. just saying it's in their custom, anything that is assigned. You can't have anything that they can idolize or whatever. I think it's their belief. But doesn't that bring to the question, though, like there's no way we could ever... Like, we're never going to be able to... We're so on different places. Because, like we yeah, said... Yeah, we, we, we just don't understand we, each we, other at all. We put Jesus on a bumper sticker. We put him on a pancake. We sell him on eBay. So there's no way we could ever coexist, do you think, uh, Dan? Well, it, I mean, not if if you're not going to understand what they're saying. I mean, I'm sure they look at Jesus on a bumper sticker as something horrible. And there's a lot of people here that feel that way. But not to the point of where they're calling for the death ironically, of someone, though. Ironically, though, it's the it's, Jesus fans that put them on the bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like me, I'm shocked and appalled that someone would see Jesus in a pancake and put him up on eBay. That shocks me. But here you have a Christian who was doing it. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Let's go to Jody on line two. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, fellas? I want to make two points real quick. First of all, I'm a white guy. I'm heavily covered in tattoos, but I married an Asian woman, and I can't spank it to white chicks. Does that make me a racist? Yes. You are racist towards white people. I'm a racist bastard. Okay. (laughs) Now, the other point I have is um, about that nine-year-old kid who said people were brown. No matter what that kid said, even if he said the N-word, there could be no malice in a nine-year-old, I don't think, at that point. You know, he's just saying a word that he... Yeah, unless no unless he unless he's going out just picking out black people in his class to beat up and everything, I think you know if he says brown people or something, it, and I don't even know if you should bring him put uh, you know bring him aside and say anything to him for that. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I mean, uh, listen, I don't think it's again you're basing it on the superficial. So you would hope, okay, we don't tell we don't tell people or we don't judge people on the color of their skin or we don't identify them by the color of their skin. He's a Latino or he's a Chicano. You're kind of still doing the same thing with a different name, though. Well, it's but it's heritage as opposed to skin color. That's the difference. But again, it's a nine-year-old. So then, even- then call me European or German for now on, because I don't know where I'm from. Call me you're a German. I'm not calling you anything. I don't want to be called white anymore. Thank you, Jody, for the phone call. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Call me Swiss. Now here's the thing: uh, that is not true. That nine-year-olds can't be. Um, there's no malice in their hearts because there's a little band by the name of Prussian Blue that is two racist little girls. Who, don't even worry about finding it, because I know okay. you weren't even expecting it. But there are, and again, it goes to that point we were talking about, sometimes when you're growing up, you use terms that you didn't know were racist because your parents have instilled it in you. But do you blame those two little girls for the songs they're singing, or do you blame them? Because they're awful. They're really bad, poor productions, so I will blame them on that. We'll take a break, come back, more of the Hideout headlines coming up, including dubs. Something Washington, D.C. is number one uh, in. Mm-hmm. And it's also- not the NFC East. <laughs> we'll take a break. It's the Hideout Real Radio. Uh, hideout 106.7 WJFK. Dude, I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. You're in, in the Hideout. Yeah.
The hideout. Yeah. Why? You guys feel you have to be so negative. Hang up on the horn. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in a car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer. You beast. Negative. The face fits. Kick it. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. The hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Such a negative influence. Epic. Slap a tongue on it. Welcome back into the hideout, 106.7 WJ. I love Rome, man. <laughs> I do. I'm it's so I'm so I gotta tell you, man, the station is great. Yeah. JFK is on it. You got the junks in the morning, O and A, Rome, Don and Mike, Big O and Dukes. By the way, gonna be at the Green Turtle at the Verizon Center tomorrow from seven to nine. Watch the uh the Terps take on VCU. And the Rams uh, in the BB&T Classic, courtesy of Bud Light, always worth it. Green Turtle, F Street Northwest in the district. Uh, WJFK.com for more information. And then, of course, on the us on the weekends, even the JFK MySpace page where they have the rotating, you know, they have all the mm-hmm. stuff. They've thrown the hideout out. Oh, them. have they? I, you know, Wonderful. Let me give a little props just for a moment. Not the CK? Just, yeah, CK and everybody just... I'm excited about the station. Yeah. And I think things are going really well, and I'm looking forward to it. Same time, bang the monkey. Let them know you want to hide out more than one night a week. Two. Let's just shoot for two. Yeah, we'll do both days on the weekend, and then we'll go from there. And then we'll uh, we'll move on. Uh, I also got word mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to have like weekly prizes start coming up Ooh. for the show. Uh, I just like the Internet feed fixed for our old friends, but that will come at some other Is time. it up tonight? No. <laughs> So, really? But whatever, we're doing the show for the people of, yeah. of D.C. But the interesting thing about it, about this show, like so many of you remember us from D.C., some of you don't, and we're you know, welcome to, but we have old listeners from D.C., some people who follow us in New York, some people who follow us in Orlando, all these different places that we've been heard, so they're excited to hear the show again live, because it was almost a year, mm. and the Internet feed has been so hit and miss so many, so many of them are pissed well, now. I understand that, you know, maybe only a few of you guys at a time can get on there because the online following that we generate crashes the feed. All right. Let's get back into the headlines. Okay, we have, yes, we're popular. That's fine. But I don't think that's what's crashing it. Yes, it's all the bandwidth that we demand for our show. Dubs back in the headlines. Show seeks to love match immigrants with U.S. citizens. Who wants to marry a U.S. citizen? A new reality game show uh, that a company is trying to put together. They're looking for um, they're looking for a network to pick it up. Uh, however, there is one cable TV network that is currently in talks with the people who are developing it, and they have already signed up contestants. For six episodes, they say they're not guaranteeing it could lead to U.S. citizenship, but it's an opportunity for someone who is illegal to fall in love with someone who is legal, get married, and get granted citizenship. So who wants to marry a U.S. citizen is the name of the show. Yes. I would guess not Canadians, though. A Canadian would not want to marry a U.S. citizen because their dollar's worth more right now and they have health care. I wonder so if they're going to say, two things. we'll be back in dos y dos. If that's going to be the thing. Like, two? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm available if they'd like to do this. I, I have a girlfriend, but I'm available for the game show. You want to uh, marry a citizen? Uh, no, I am a citizen. 
What are you Show me your green card. I don't have a green card. And someone come get him. He just he just said it. He just admitted to it. I'm He's legal, illegal. But I'm legal. How? I was born in Lubbock, Texas. Likely story. But the problem is that, like I said earlier in the last break, I can't uh, marry a Latino person because it would remind me too much of a family member. And there's no way that I could even pre- imagine having some sort of sexual relations with someone of my same race. Really? Yes. It's never going to happen. It seems odd to me. Like, is there a self-hatred of the Latin folk for you that really... It, it, so, it, it seems like it's let, more than you just they remind you of people. No, Latino women are so similar. There's something in a Latina woman that makes them similar Feisty. to every other Latina woman. And I can't... I can't Hot-blooded? Listen, those are stereotypes. No, I'm, I'm asking that you. come from truth. <laughs> so and over their babies like claw your eyes out. So there's no way that I could end up doing that, man. Now, what about you? You think you could get involved with who wants to marry a U.S. citizen? Oh, I'd do it without a doubt. Really? How much money would you just do it for the heck of it? Yeah, I mean, do, do you get to have sex with them? Um, I guess. I mean, that would be part Your of marriage. I mean, you got to kind of consummate that. But Wouldn't it be awful if the wedding gift was just a trip to Cancun? <laughs> like, just, just spitting it's a in their... whole trap. Yeah, it's just getting them back there. <laughs> Report finds Washington, D.C. has the highest AIDS infection rate among cities in the United States of America. We're number one. That's, We're number one. That's no- We're number one. Listen, that's nothing to be proud of. Actually, it's uh, awful. I'll tell you what. It's because of the border jumpers from Baltimore. I am, we need to build a wall. We need to build a fence. <laughs> uh, uh, Listen, you're such an ass. The report said that more than 12,400 people in the city, about 1 in 50, are living with AIDS or HIV. I'll tell you what. I'll take those out of Vegas any day. I'll, I'll run through uh, through the district without a condom. I don't care. It's Those are great odds. We just running through the district without a condom? Uh, right now, you should be wearing them on your feet around there. If that's the, yeah, those are the stats. Uh, although black residents account for 57% of the city's population, they account for 81% of the new reports of HIV cases. So, I mean, this really is an awful thing. Yeah, I mean, you got to watch what toilet seat you sit on down there right now. Okay, listen. That you cannot contract AIDS or HIV from toilet seats. This, I think that's part of the problem is miseducation. There's a miseducation on what, you know, how the disease can be contracted. Well, I'm a white guy, so I think it's like a point zero zero one percent. That's not true at all either. No, what? every race can can contract this awful disease. Now, well, you- here's my thing. If I do end up getting it by some catastrophic, unlikely chance. I can just have sex with a virgin and then it's cured. Listen, again, this is the misnomer that is going on. That is what they believe in Africa, and that's why it is spreading like wildfire. And that's really actually awful. And I don't understand it. Why don't they just wash afterwards, and that kind of just takes care of it. Where do you learn your age uh, information? Where do you get this stuff? Uh, the, uh, The government health site. This is all the stuff posted right on there. If you're white, you have only a point zero zero one chance. Uh, if you're not gay, you can't get it. Um, the biggest problem, too, that I know a lot of people have is they're like, well, if I don't get tested, I don't have it. That's true. 
That's not true. Again, this is a misnomer. Listen, you need to have safe sex. You need to get tested. And if you have the disease, you need to go about different ways to not spread it. I can't believe that the district is now number one. Is now number one when it comes to this. What you're saying is people with AIDS shouldn't have sex anymore? You're a communist. What? A communist. You're you're denying the pleasure of... Uh, the the uh, I didn't say that. You're denying people of the pursuit of happiness, which is getting laid. I got this on the AOL Instant Messenger mm-hmm. Hideout Radio. If you un- if you <laughs> if you lock your door while having sex, is that safe sex? No, the- locking your door during an encounter in Northeast is not going to keep you from getting the hiv. Again, more misinformation. But it does reduce it about 90%. No, it doesn't. Last day for laid-off Leno workers. 120 staff members leave with Christmas bonuses. This makes me respect Jay Leno even Less because I didn't know he had a staff of 120 for that crap of course. show. All these uh, talk shows they have, I mean, they could have the one man dubs wrecking crew, but they. they it I does, wish I had a wrecking crew. It does take about 120 people to equal one dubs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, people asking, do we have jobs when the strike ends? That's what everyone's asking. Uh, and they say, uh, no one's guaranteed a job. Look in the letter. So if your services are needed, we will contact you. Ouch. Don't call us. We'll call you type thing. Right. And then Carson Daly has set up a joke hotline because he is going to be the first to cross the picket lines. And he set up a joke hotline so that people can submit jokes. Hey, welcome to the hideout. Happy Saturday night to you. Happy, I got some news for you. Dude, I thought you had forgotten. Well, no, no, no. I just have a demo tape to build now. I just send to these people. I have uh, audio resumes to make for Carson Daly and uh, the the Jay Leno show. So you're going to be a scab and you're going to do a monologue. Do monologue jokes. For Carson Daly first. Hey, Happy. Not interested. Did you hear about the guy who uh, held some, some hostages over at the Clinton campaign? I did hear about that. Yeah, that was happening over in New Hampshire. Uh, they, they got him, and he's in jail right now. And in honor of Hillary Clinton, after he's released, uh, released he'll have to wear a cankle bracelet. So you're going to get this tape and send it to Carson Daly mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm going to be a scab writer for oh, you? Oh, trust me. Have you ever heard his? Uh, no, but I really don't want to hear yours. So now let's talk about for a second because we're in the middle of the hideout headlines. Let's talk about the crate, the lunatic who goes into his. I'd love to have you talk about it, but the band's playing. That means I have another piece of news for you, Hefe. Dude, it's a computer. That's a whole band sitting over there in the corner. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Listen, if you're gonna do the bit, hurry up! Don't drag it out. China is recycling old condoms into cheap hair bands. Have you heard about this, Hefe? No, but okay. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand how you can turn an old rubber and make it into white snake. Or winger. Or skid row, for that matter. 
No, hair bands to tie up your hair. Oh, I totally disappointed that one. I gotta just quit reading the headline and actually read the story from now on. Okay, I totally missed the joke. I'm totally missing the point of this bit. Why are we doing it again? Why is it? You're trying to build a what? An ice audio resume for the Leno and uh, Carson Daly show. Now, when it comes to China and actually them recycling, I think it's a fantastic idea. Can I talk? Can I, can I comment? You got to talk to them. Them who? The band. Shut up. I hate you. And speaking of Carson Daly, who I am uh, humbly asking for a writing job for, Carson Daly is, uh, of course, looking for scabs. Carson, you have to look no further than under Reed in your little black book, Terror Reed. Oh, Carson, you're so hot. I hate you. You suck. What? Seriously, I wouldn't send that to anywhere. That's so not demo material. Ladies of the 80s. The 10 hottest 80s TV babes were announced. Blanche Devereaux. Uh, did not make the list. Mm-mm. Blanche is not on there, of course, from the Golden Girls. Um, She's from the 80s, and she was in her 80s. No. I just don't see how that doesn't work out as making you one of the hottest. Uh, 800-636-1067. Now, we are children of the 80s. Who would mm-hmm. you say belongs on this list? Um, the big crushes I had when I was... Uh, Small Wonder. I always thought Small Wonder was hot. Uh, yeah. Because I, I thought I could program her to have sex with me as a kid. I always, too, thought there was something incredibly sexy about Small Wonder. The more I think of it. What do you think it was? It was about, you thought you could program her? Yeah, I mean, she was a robot for one. I mean, you can't get turned down by a robot that you program. Isn't that something say something about us in our childhood, though? How we're sitting there and we're thinking, okay, if there's no real girl that likes us, <laughs> Ashley Music won't give me the time of day. So instead, why don't Screw I... Screw Amanda Tanner. So why don't I turn to Small Wonder? Because I can make her love me. Because I can write a computer program that will make her love me and make her want to be my friend. And, you know, at times I thought, you know what, I would even throw it to Gibbler. Kimmy Gibbler, yeah, would uh, would even be all right with me. And actually, if you look her up now, she's actually kind of cute. Kimmy Gibbler? Mm-hmm. Uh, never heard of her. Number 10 what? is the chick from Mork and Mindy. I couldn't stand that show. I never oh, I watched it. I had the suspenders as a kid. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Uh, in fact, I saw you were wearing them for that last bit. Number 9 was... You, you do pay attention. Valerie Bertinelli from One Day at a Time. Hot. Eight, Justine Bateman, Family Ties. I don't think she was that high. I thought she was kind of, I don't know. I liked her. I just saw her recently in a movie where, you know, she looks bad because, you know, obviously it's way past her time. Her prime as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I always look at her and imagine that she doesn't shave. Like anything. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing because those pants she wore were kind of high and they puffed out in a certain area. And you just, you had that picture in your head. I always imagine her having hairy pits too. You know, and it just, if there's there's anything I couldn't, because you know she had that bushy hair on the top of her head. So I just imagined the same thing was going on in the armpits. Yeah. Yeah. It was the 80s. So who knows what they were doing then. Um, Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers and Silver Spoons. I don't really remember her that much. I was never a big Silver Spoons kid. 
uh, here's someone from Full House, Lori uh, Lachlan. I believe that was... Was uh, that Uncle Jesse's girlfriend? Yes. Uh, Suzanne Summers from Three's Company. Of course. I mean, she was always considered hot, but I never really... I thought she was kind of... I don't know. Um, I was, beach trashy? Yeah, I always thought the other one was hotter. The, the other, one with the short hair? No, not Janet. Okay. The other blonde. Oh, the the replacement right. for Susan Summers. She always seemed attainable. You know, mm. like, she seemed like you could just get her some some uh, bottom shelf vodka and... Get a little pop-off and uh, <laughs> smile and right. you got yourself away. Yeah, it didn't ever seem like it would be hard. 800-636-636. <laughs> 1067. Tiffany Amber Thiessen was number four from Say by the Bell. I was a Lark Voorhees boy. What? Yeah. I, I was into Lark. Yeah, she's good. She was the uh, the sister. But Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Don't call her a brown girl. No, of course not. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, of course, later on. I didn't, th- I didn't think she really hit her prime until she was in 90210. Mm-hmm. Number three was Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss. How young was she in Who's the Boss? Where they're putting her on the hottest women of the 80s list. That's true. I didn't think about that. She was yeah, she, she was, was a kid. She was like eight years old in the show. You're right, because it says the ten hottest 80s TV babes, <laughs> and here it's like, what, a 15-year-old? Yeah. And same with uh, Tim, Tiffany Andrew Thiessen, Saved by the Bell. She was well, she was closer, like high school age, but wasn't was it Alyssa Milano? Like, <laughs> like middle school, school? yeah. <laughs> Who put this together? Where'd you get this from? Is this from those meetings that you have? Mm-hmm. Not the ones where you guys get in white sheets, but the other ones. Yeah. Nicole Eggert, Charles in Charge. Yeah, you know, she's you, hot. You just think back and you look at the 80s and you look at the television shows that we had. And aren't you embarrassed? I mean, we thought they were great, too. We laughed our asses off. Did we? I didn't. I can't really remember being it was really a, enthralled. It was an 80s television show. It was a dark time for the TV, uh, TV shows because... Before that, you had some All in the Family, some Sanford and Sons, some really, actually pretty good shows, and then they got real campy and really, really cheesy. No, not Perfect Strangers. <laughs> I thought that one was deep. Belky? Yeah, I thought that was all about immigration and trying to fit in in a new America. Whatever happened to Belky? He was in the Langoliers. The Langoliers, and then he they brought him back for The Surreal Life. Really? Yeah, he was in The Surreal Life. Never heard of it. And then finally, Daisy Duke was number one in The Dukes of Hazard. And that was that was one that I could never really get into because I grew up in Texas and I knew rednecks and the whole Dukes of Hazard thing was kind of scary to me because those were a certain part of Texas and it was a certain part as a young brown boy I never wanted to be because Boss Hog down yourself Boss Hog scared me yeah Boss Hog was a scary bastard now today who's the hottest chick on television right now um you know what and I'm really into any girl on Chuck right now. Especially that, what was the girl from the sandwich shop on Chuck? The midget face girl? Yeah, she was really hot. <laughs> what? No, she had midget. I just said she had midget face. I know. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean you know? That you find midget face hot? Sometimes. Like, I, I'll watch some midget porn and get down on it every once in a while. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'll look up midget porn every once in a while. Why not? Because they're... It's one of my conquests in life. I needed I need to go for that one time. So you, you know this about me. So you uh so you say any chick with a midget face is hot. Not any chick. But the one that was on yeah. the tel- NBC show Chuck. Mm-hmm. To me it's the chick from Tell Me You Love Me, Michelle Borth, the uh the brunette. Ah, uh, yes, yes, not Penny. 
No, not Penny, but the brunette. I think that's one of the hottest chicks on television yeah, right now. Yeah, she's pretty cute. But otherwise, you're right. I guess Chuck is always putting in uh, hot chicks. And and they're usually the hot chicks. You're like, well, that's they're too fake and too plastic, but they kind of fit the role on that show, and it kind of makes them still very, very hot. 800-636-1067. It is the hideout. It is Hefe and Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. For those of you just now joining us, uh, we did talk about Sean Taylor mm-hmm. kicking off the uh, the show and the latest where they have some confessions. Obviously, you want to tune in to the Junkies uh, with the unauthorized pregame show tomorrow from 11 to 1, live on the air and in person at Champs Americana in the Fair Oaks Mall. Yeah, head on down there. Uh, Dubs, what are, the, are there any big matchups this weekend in the NFL um, that you can think about? That Because we're not going to have time for the sports quick hitters, but... I think a lot of people's eyes are going to be on the Redskins and the Bills. Right. I think uh, that's going to be one of the, even though like the Bills don't belong in any kind of main matchup, I think just because of the story in hand, yeah, that's going to be the big one. Um, what my you- Lions take on uh, the Vikings, which... What are you expecting out of that? Anything at all? Are you expecting a win for the Lions? I'm or? expecting a win from the Lions. They really need one. Their back's against the wall. What did you think about the Cowboys and the Packers over on Thursday? Best game I've watched this season. Really? Best game, biggest hits. Just it was you know, it it was an exciting game all the way through. I loved it and no one saw it. Yeah, it was on the NFL network and you went to a bar to go watch it and packed. I- the bar was in this bar that I go to rarely is packed. And on a Thursday night, they only had two servers really? in the whole place. And it was, uh, they were turning people away all night. They they said, you can't come in here? Yeah, they're like, uh, fire code. We can't fit any more people in here. Wow. It was a good game, though, right? Awesome. And, you know, it, no one left till the end of the game. Let's go to Amy on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Amy. Amy going once, going twice. No Amy. Uh, Dubs, uh, any other big games this weekend? I'm or? going to the schedule right now, and then we can uh, run through that real, real quick for you. Uh, are you pissed? Do you think it's a uh, it's a thing where the NFL network network is holding us hostage? I don't. I, you know, I think that it would be good for them to carry these games and do all this kind of stuff if they were on major carriers. But really. All they're on right now is the um, the DirecTV. I don't even know if Comcast has them right now. Right. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. Let's try Amy again on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yep. Gotcha. What's up, baby? Okay. How can you talk about hot 80s chicks? Because, I mean, I'm a child from the 80s. How, and not talk about Victoria Principal and all those babes from Dallas and Dynasty. That's crazy. Well, here's the thing about, like, because I grew up with them. Like, my mom watched that, so I had Mm -hmm. to watch it. And they they were, I don't know, they were middle-aged women. Yeah, yeah. as as a young man, like, uh, just like kind of a kid hitting puberty, you were kind of looking at, you know, girls a little bit younger than those girls. Yeah. Maybe if it was now, I'd be looking at girls that age. But I wonder. I mean, that's small it. wonder. I I was I was the age of small wonder when I was looking at small wonder. So that's not a perverted thing. <laughs> and I, I I think small wonder was even hotter than uh, what's her name, the evil bitch from Dynasty. God, do you remember that? I when, never watched it. My mom didn't watch it. My either. mom watched like I had to sit there and I had to watch Dynasty and Falcon Crest and all those just awful shows. Falcon Crest. Those shows are great. 
did you have the two, the um, blonde and the brunette that used to have the fights at the poolside, and they were all really rich? <laughs> Take it for the Come on. Well, that was like Melrose Place for the 80s. Yeah. You know, Falcon Crest and oh, Dynasty and Dallas, even being in Dallas. Like, I remember being pissed off because I lived in Dallas, and I'm like, where are they? I've never seen this place. I don't know anything about this ranch. All right, Fez is straight wants to know, uh, what about D from what's happening? She was left off the list, and that is a travesty. Give me the NFL uh, rundown, Dubs. San Francisco versus Carolina at Carolina. Uh, who cares? Buffalo at Washington. I'm going to go with the Skins. Yeah, I think that they're going to you know, play an emotion and pull it out. And that, they're just better than the Bills. Yeah. Houston at Tennessee. Houston. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee is pretty good. That's that's a who cares, but it'll be a fun who cares. Yeah. Uh, Seattle at Philly. I'm going to go with Philly on this one. Philly. Yeah, they uh, they, they were pretty strong last week. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota. Really? I think the slide is officially on for your Detroit Lions. I hate to do that to you, brother. I know you were pulling for them. It ain't happening. You guys are... Um, you're spinning out of control right now. Jacksonville at Indy. Jacksonville. I'm going to take Indy. Indy at home. Uh, San Diego at Kansas City. San Diego. Kansas City at home. Really? Kansas City at home. Jesus. San Diego isn't that good this year. Yeah, but it's Kansas City. They're awful. True. I'm still going with Kansas City. New York Jets at Miami. Who cares? Oh, my God, who cares? Are you, why isn't that on the NFL Network? Are you kidding me? Oh, hold on. You're, you're going to like this next one, then. Denver at Oakland. <laughs> what a bad weekend of football. What are they playing, like, five times a year, those two? <laughs> uh, uh, Cleveland at Arizona. <laughs> Tampa Bay at New Orleans. That one, okay. I, yeah, uh, that one's you know what? I'm no. going to take New Orleans. I'm going to go Tampa. Uh, the NFL sucks now. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize how much it sucked. New York Giants at Chicago. That's the problem. You have three teams that you got the uh, you got the Patriots obviously undefeated. Dallas at what eleven and one. Green Bay at ten and two. That leaves all these other just incredibly crappy, mediocre yeah. teams. What'd you say? Uh, New York Giants at Chicago. <laughs> Whatever. Giants. Cincinnati at Pitt. I'll be watching a movie. <laughs> no country for old men. I don't care about that. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh? That's the Sunday night game. Oh, I'll be watching TiVo. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Blitzburg. And that's all of them? What's Monday night? Monday night game is New England at Baltimore. That's what. That's not going to be worth watching. That's no. Who are you, you going to watch for? Bowler? <laughs> right. See if Bowler can take down the mighty uh, New England Pats. Okay, that is awful. Yeah, I this week sucks. It, I mean, this is a god awful week of football. Skip it. Yeah, I, they should have given uh, Washington the week off. Yeah, the fact that they have to play this weekend uh, is ludicrous. On top of the fact that that is just an awful <laughs> schedule, and the NFL better do something quickly. Uh, Dubs. Something happened. Keeping America baiting for 300 years. The Hideout. The Hideout with El Jefe and Jay Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other is screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. The feeling's so wrong and right, man. 
Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. Welcome back into The Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Really? Because this is what I heard. And why you're a Maury. Next in The Hideout. Alright, so yes, I gave out the call letters to the old station when we signed out. I'm sorry. I was just, it, old habits die hard, even though it's been more than a year. I know. Next in the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Didn't mean that. It meant the Hideout 106.7 WJFK, where we're very excited to be. Where you can win tickets to Hannah, Montana. These are the hottest tickets out there in the U.S. right now. You, this proves that children rule the world. No doubt about it. The junkies are going to have them, thanks to superstartickets.com. That is superstartickets.com to purchase your holiday gift tickets for any event. It's a huge. Mm-hmm. You may not care, but your child does or someone you know does, and you will be a hero if you could score these from the junks. And you can get them right here on Next in the Hideout, Real Radio 104. Yes, man. Come on. Let's not. <laughs> let's move past all that. That's that's old news. Big on Dukes at the Green Turtle Verizon Center tomorrow night, 7 to 9. Watch the turf take on the VCU Rams. The BB&T Classic, courtesy of Bud Light, always worth it. Green Turtle, F Street Northwest in the district. All right, I'm Hefe. That is Dubs. It is 106.7 WJFK. Mm-hmm. Hefe and Dubs, uh, the two of us together have been radio partners or radio, you know, co-workers for how long? Uh, about... Like co-workers working together, knowing each other and everything about seven what? Seven years? Eight years? Yeah. Seven, eight years. And we've uh, when done we got, a show about five or six years. When we got let go from Real Radio 104.1, mm-hmm. um, I relocated to Tampa. I did with my girlfriend. It was going to USF. Mm-hmm. And then your girlfriend promptly left you for another man. Yep. With a bigger member. No. <laughs> Impossible. Shut up. <laughs> and then you moved in with us. Yes. Okay, so not only are we co-hosts. We're roommates. We're roommates and best friends. Mm-hmm. Now, my girlfriend and I have three lovely cats. Mm-hmm. Um, Tycho, my favorite. Charlie, who's crazy. He's a psychotic little cat that likes to, uh, I think, is a latent homosexual. Yeah. And uh, likes to attack you for no reason. And I have a, a kitten by the name of Maggie May who is Who's a little, indifferent. Yeah, she really is nothing special about her, but she's cute. You, on the other hand, J-Dubs. I have a beautiful little doggie named Cody, Cody Lynn. I want to bring into the hideout right now because I, I want her to, to mediate and I want her to, to hear... How awful of a dog owner you are. I am a great dog owner. Let's welcome into the hideout uh, Dr. Diane Pomerantz. Uh, are you there, Diane? I am. Hi, guys. Uh, it's so good to talk hey, to Doc. you. Uh, actually, from my neck of the woods, from Texas she Ooh. is. As I grew up in Texas in the Dallas area, Grand oh, yeah. Prairie. yeah, where? Grand Prairie, Texas. Oh, sure. I'm in the Flower Mound area. That's right. I'm absolutely. Mound Argyle, Northwest I'm, Dallas. I'm up in Texas. Uh, well, no, she, I know you're from Michigan, Dubs. She has Michigan ties. She went to the University well, of Michigan. I have so many. Oh. I have more ties than you know. I mean, I was born in New York, lived in Washington, D.C., uh, grew up there. As a matter of fact, Richmond, Virginia, uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Los Angeles, New York again, and now Dallas. That's awesome. All right, so you're kind of like us, where we're radio gypsies. Yeah, yeah we just travel I'm from just place to place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Pomerantz, uh, she just knows everything about animals. Um, no, you're she, absolutely right, everything. And, and this is why I wanted to have you on the show, because I want, I want you to talk to my co-host and my roommate about the way 
his dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain something to you. First, I want to you know you got a book out, Pet Parenthood, mm-hmm. something that Dubs knows nothing about. Yes, I do. I am a very <laughs> very responsible and loving pet owner. Uh, adopting adopting the uh, the right animal companion for you. She has a website, animalcompanionsandtheirpeople.com, which Dubs I think you should bookmark. I rescued my dog. <laughs> well, from, bravo. And uh, she was on antidepressants when I got her. Uh, she was, I think, uh, a what couple weeks do- out. What kind of dog? A uh, shepherd mix. Okay. Uh, she was a few weeks or a couple weeks away from being put down. Uh, right. She's been, she was in the system for quite a while, getting bounced around from shelter to shelter. So I ended up adapting her, and uh, she's been a loving, loving uh, companion for so, me. So Dubs, you know, did something good, Doctor Pomerantz, and I oh, too won me over. Yeah, I, I too there rescued, I rescued my kittens as well, and I'm a big believer in that. You know, we're both, we're both animal lovers, and we're all living in this townhouse. And let me explain to you what happened. Okay. So Monday night, after a long day at work, I get home. I get a call on my way home from my one-hour commute from my girlfriend, and she says, uh, "Dubs' dog, which is named Cody, Cody just looked at me, and then dropped a load, or evacuated, if you will, Deuced. yeah, right in the middle of the floor in the living room, and didn't whine, didn't ask to be taken out." Just looked at my girlfriend and pooped. And then just, like, almost looked at my girlfriend again, like, what are you going to do about it? No, she didn't. Yes, that's what, my, that's what my girlfriend said, okay? So I get home, and, I, and I'm and i livid because it's a long day, and I don't want to deal with this poorly behaved dog. How many times has she done it? She's gone. She's put stains in my in our house no less than three or four times. Oh, in the course of a year. And one of the times she was very, very sick. That doesn't matter. Now, let me say this, Dr. Pomerantz. <laughs> Dr. Pomerantz, now let me say this, and then I, this is where I want to bring you in as an expert. So I'm so I'm so pissed at this. And it's because you feel violated when an animal just uses your floor as what a... What do your cats do? They just go into the corner and... Well, they know, though. That's the way cats are. So then we come to find out the reason she had to go to the bathroom so bad is because she is eating, she ate chicken, like she ate eight freshly cooked chicken breasts right off of the kitchen counter. Oh, bad dog. So she was so stuffed that it it had to, she had to go to the restroom. Now here's, now here's here's what makes me livid. She's done all of this before. She's eaten off the counter before. She's pooped in my house before. And Dubs does not punish her. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't make her realize that this is bad. Please tell me that. She I'm- knows it's bad. She she cowers in the corner when she does it. She knows no, she did she something wrong. No, she doesn't because you don't punish her. Dr. Pomerantz, please tell me how, <laughs> please tell Dubs that he's wrong and that he should punish her. Because I- he, doesn't, he doesn't believe in punishing her. I wish I could tell you he was wrong, but you know what? There's little point. After the act, the dog does not recall why he did Thank what you. he did when he did it. So unless you've caught it in the middle of the act, mm-hmm. there is very and little connection. That, and <laughs> he was telling me, why don't you rub her nose in it? And I, I and told it, him, it, it would do no good. She doesn't be, know why I'm doing this yeah, now. No, she would have no idea. Then can we agree that dogs are the dumbest animals on earth and cats Absolutely are infinitely not. better? They're brilliant. Well, then what do they do? Okay, if they're so brilliant, how come they don't have any memory recalling? <laughs> they do have memory recall. They just don't associate certain things with certain other things. 
and she ate the Jose chicken breasts or whatever, which was pretty clever of her, actually, if you think about it. No! Mm-hmm. And she was resourceful enough to counter-surf and then well, and, acquire and, a major... Let me, and, and she's, done this, she's done this a few times, and it does amaze me because she's able to do it off the counter without... Making a noise or breaking a dish. This drives me insane, Dr. Well, Pomerantz. so clever. <laughs> no, you're validating him. This is bad behavior, isn't it? It, it, is, it bad is bad behavior. But if you I can't do anything unless I catch her in the act. Well, but you see, you shouldn't be leaving those chicken breasts where she where they're accessible. So now, now so you're going to have to be on guard because it's not good for her health wise. Number one, and secondly, it's not good for you and your. Now, wife. now that is something I do wrong. I do feed her from my hand uh, my food. Bad. And I do admit that that's bad. Uh, here's, what, here's the problem. Because this dog has no discipline. It feels like it can eat anything off the counter. It can poop wherever it wants to. And Dubs, what he does... But you guys are making it so easy for well, I, did, I mean, it's like in plain view. If you see a donut two feet away from you, like, are you going to ignore it? I don't think so, you know? Well, I'm trying. I'm working <laughs> on that, to be honest with you. We're talking to Dr. Diane Pomerantz in the book. is Pet Parenthood Adopting the Right Animal Companion for it's You. It's like teaching a child, you know? You, you beat it. No. no. Oh, you don't no, you beat it. don't beat it. And especially after the act, because they don't make the connection. These are animals. And she said, I did really well. Look at me. Yeah, look at me. I'm full. This is my prey. I mean, that's how she regards it. Prey? You know? It's just laying there. It's not prey. Well, she didn't go out and it's hunt an it. easy target. <laughs> okay, let me ask you about this. Because here, oh, this is driving me insane. Because, <laughs> because dubs. But I love your cats. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, and they're very well behaved. No, right, but, please. But I want to focus on you, and Dubs <laughs> is what I like to call. Have you ever seen the show, the Maury Povich show, where they have the moms who who love their children so much, their children are 200 pounds at the age of eight, yeah, right. and they're always eating? Here, let me tell you what Dubs does really quickly. And let me ask you, uh, as a dog owner uh, and as a dog expert, what you think of this. First of all, Dubs feeds this dog hamburgers. He feeds her ice cream. He will give her candy. I don't give her candy. He feeds I've it, never given her candy. He feeds it to her right there to where she's constantly not only begging to him because he has set this precedent, but now she begs at my girlfriend and myself and Dubs also too allows this dog to kick him off of his bed. <laughs> that he is true. He has no control over this animal. Isn't the animal supposed to be the see, slave? See, I'll, uh, she'll uh, get into bed with me at night. And then she likes to stretch out. She likes to stretch her legs a little bit like anybody would. So uh, what I do, I, I, I let her do so, and I go sleep on the uh, the pillow bed on the floor. Oh, that's very funny. Now, no, no, no. Remember, the name of my book is called Pet Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And that implies that you are the guardian and supervisor of mm-hmm. these animals. And you need to teach them good behaviors, good dogs. And you don't want to give them anything toxic like candy because that can really prove I never given her candy. Dude, now you she gave got... her a Snickers. I never gave her a Snickers. You gave her Snickers ice cream. <laughs> I, no, I didn't have, let her have any chocolate. chocolate. She had the... really, really bad. Uh, she's never had chocolate. She's never had chocolate. Uh, she'll lick the vanilla part of the ice cream if I let her have any. Part. Well, then that's okay. Thank you. There's Thank no you. The Dr. vanilla part's okay. You know, Dr. just so she doesn't get the chocolate. But, you know, you really <laughs> want to be careful and monitor those treats. And you don't want her obese and like the rest she of the she, No, she was getting there. And I have... Uh, scaled her back on her diet. Oh, yeah, because she's just eating grilled chicken breasts, which is great for you. (laughs) Well, that's healthy. Yeah. You know. Um, (laughs) No, it's not. 
<laughs> because she's eating off the counter, Dr. Pomerantz. You left the stuff in easy access so for now, her. Don't so, blame her. So I am now a prisoner in my own home because this well, man cannot train those, his dog. Unless you remove those chicken breasts and make certain that, you know, she's <sighs> kept away from all those treats and things that are I, really not let me ask her. her. Let me ask you if this is wrong, okay? And I'm saying this completely. Like, could I could I do this? Could I leave chicken breasts out uh-huh. and hide around the corner of the kitchen? Uh-huh. And then as soon as I see her going for that chicken breast, poke her with an electric prod so she never that does it again. That is a bad idea. But don't I, I think I think I think bad idea. I think you can hide around the corner and then when you see her going for it, tell her no. You can tell her no. But no means nothing to her yes, because it does. you never tell her no. She doesn't even know what that word she is. She sure does. It has power when I say it because I don't say it that often to her. Exactly. Right. If you tell her no, she's not going to do it around you. But as soon as you leave, she'll do it anyway. So, you know. That's why the electric prod might be no, a good no, idea. No, 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 no. Not a good plan. Boiling hot water? No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, Dr. Pomerantz, I brought you into the hideout. <laughs> so you could agree with him. But I, it's easy to see that I've done my dog research. I know <laughs> when to punish my dog. I know I can't do it. When I you didn't catch her doing it. Punishment. It's really discipline, and you're doing what's best for her. You don't want to give her excessive treats. You don't want to. You he know. does. <laughs> what about? I've heard this. What about excessive petting? I heard you don't pet a dog unless it does something good. No, bad. It's actually, I don't know if you're aware of this, but animals really improve health, increase longevity. And there are a lot of scientific studies that substantiate these facts, and especially for older people. They really, really are very beneficial to our Don't health. you think, though, let me ask you this, Dr. Pomerantz. We're here in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. This is not going the way I thought it would. <laughs> I thought she was going to put you in or replace dubs. And I'm beginning to question well, uh, I'm that really University of Michigan. Dubs. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I'm a terrific pet owner. I, I love I'm my like dog. A pet dad. See, I have 18 dogs. So you're talking to wow. me who's been through one of them, and they've all been abandoned, neglected, and abused. They're all rescued. Would dogs. you like a 19th? No, thanks. No, no. My, but I've dealt with all these issues personally, so I know exactly what you're up against, and I'm really sorry because it is tough. You know, it's tough on your friend because he doesn't grasp that whole concept. Let me let me tell you this though. Let me tell you why it drives me nuts. Because I honestly feel like Dubs doesn't discipline her, and then and then she acts she, she acts bad while Dad is away, and then when he comes home, he's an angel. Yeah, and it's not fair to me and my girlfriend. So well, why don't you treat her the same way I treat her, and then she'll be an angel around you? I have a plan, <laughs> and this is my plan: backyard open fence. Because no, I don't no, think no, dogs no, no. should be confined to a house. That seems wrong. You know, you need to keep her safe and in an mm-hmm. environment where she's comfortable and near the street. Near <laughs> no. the street in traffic. How bad? No, no, no. There's so many animals out there in need of loving homes, and you guys are loving mm-hmm. parents. You really are. So you just need to discipline her and and let her know if certain things are you know outside the parameters that she does not do this. And I agree, but I just have to be able to uh, do it at the correct time, which hasn't eroded. Uh, then can I? Can I punish her if I ever see her do anything wrong? It, of course. Really, all you have to do is tell her no. Uh-uh. 
And I mean, that's how I discipline my dogs. My dogs have never been hit, beaten, any of that. I mean, when I say no or my husband says no, that's it. These dogs slink away. They don't want that. They want approval. Remember, these animals are strictly living for your approval because mm-hmm. you know, with your approval comes all those treats and fun and adventures and walks. Do you think it like hurts that. her feelings when I look at her and say, I hate you yeah, probably. and I wish I, w- I wish yeah. you would somehow catch something and die slowly <laughs> and from the inside out? Yeah, I think she probably grasped some of that, but mm-hmm. not, it's not important enough to her because she's got the other side going for her, so, you know. But, you know, really... What about keeping a dog in the bathroom? Is that okay if she's a lot idea. You, especially if you value your bathroom. Um, you know, these, these animals get very destructive, and when they're bored, I mean, just think of latchkey kids, latchkey dogs and cats, not good. Oh, boy. All right, here's my idea. Um, the, you keep hatching these plots. I do, Dr. Pomerantz, because here's the thing. She, he just sits around and... She's uh, eating off the counter. She's eating these down into, like, stories and get them published. You know? She's eating uh, chicken. She's eating fish off the counter. She's had pizza. And she's heart smart. Get it off the counter. Keep I it. don't want to be a prisoner in my own home. It's, it's not, a prisoner. not a prisoner. It's just natural instinct, and you would do it, too. I mean, especially if you were hungry and you came home and, and you know, someone in your family said, oh, no, don't touch, but you're starving. What you if I go for it. What if I did this? In the chicken breasts, there were razor blades. Oh. Would that teach her? Uh, you know, you got to be more creative. Broken glass. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't want to harm this animal. And then you I just, really do. Uh, <laughs> I want to put on a Michael Vick jersey and let's go play. Vet bills, though. See? <laughs> then you get into the vet bills and, you know, psychiatric treatment and all that. You don't want and, and And that's one thing about her, too. I try to give her a great life because she was neglected. She was on antidepressants. It was. A, she was a very um, just, and that, I think that's part of the reason why she acts the way she does. She's uh, six years old now, and she kind of still acts like a puppy yeah. because she was Retarded. neglected for so long that she really doesn't. You know, she's still enjoying herself. And now, then I, I have another question for you, cat cat parent. Mm-hmm. How spoiled are these cats? Oh, these very. these cats are disciplined. No, in no, fact, it's no. almost like these they're cats, military school. Right, these cats. They will just run up and attack and bite your ankles for no reason at all times. And they just laugh and think it's funny. Because it's part of love. Oh, well, you know, well, you know I'm thinking divorce for you, too. I, I don't know. Now we sell, we do. We sound like we're a couple. Uh, Dr. Do. Dr. Pomerantz, let me ask you this. By the way, your website is animalcompanionsandtheirpeople.com. I know you specialize in pet grief counseling. I sometimes I think about well, my little. Don't kill that dog. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, it'll at least it won't look like it was me. Uh, yeah. But I got my little cat Tycho. Do you? When I, uh, hopefully he'll live forever. But if he doesn't, is it wrong to stuff him and to keep him around like taxidermy? No, no, it isn't. There are a lot of people that do that. You know, it's whatever feels right to you. There are people that cremate them. There are people that bury them. They, there are people that memorialize them. That appear, there are people that taxidermy them. Whatever feels comfortable for you is okay. What if, what if you, it's totally like, subjective. You what know? if you wanted to gain their powers and eat them? <laughs> uh, I'd have to think about that. I'm just wondering. Wait, Dr. Pomerantz. Listen, I really thought you were going to lay into Dubs and talk about how an awful pet owner he is. I'm not, though. I, I know I'm not. I know I'm doing the correct things for my That's dog. I think both of you guys are good pet owners. I really do. I just think you guys, you know, either need to come together and, and you know, go in for family counseling. Let's hug it out, bitch. Or I'm separate. Not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, or I, separate, you know. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. I actually would I'd be happy about that. Dr. Diane Pomerantz, the book is Pet Parenthood, Adopting the Right Animal Companion for You, Animal Companions, and Their People.com. Thank you for joining us in the high out, uh, uh, Dr. Pomerantz. Thank Take you, doctor. Thank you, guys. All right, bye-bye. There bye-bye. she is, Dr. Pomerantz. That did not go the way I thought it was going to go. I thought she was going to land to you for being a Maury mom. Why would she? I'm not... I'm. I am a good pet owner. Can you understand my point of view, though? I can, but I, I Please don't think, do something about it. I don't think that you understand that I, when I don't discipline her, it's because I know in that situation it will do no good. So then when I grabbed her and ra- rubbed her face in it and said, no, bad, that was wrong? Yes, because it doesn't do any good. Is that, the, is that something that she would uh, remember? It, it, it wasn't in the what act. I, what I actually did, though, is I put on a rubber glove, and then I used it and smeared no on her. So I don't know if... Dogs can't read. What? Then they're not as smart as cats, because cats can. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Hideout. Here, I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. You're in, in the hideout. Yeah. Hideout. Good evening, godless sodomite. It's the hideout. But we will destroy this place. Hideout. Hideout 106.7 WJFK Hefe and Dubs. Show moves quickly. And in this last segment, we like to slow it down. Start it off with Sean Taylor. By the way, this at this point, anything you want to get in, call about, feel free. 800-636-1067. Because the show does move so fast occasionally, you know, people are like, oh man, I wanted to talk about this, but I didn't get a chance to. So now's your time to hop in as we slow it down until we hit to uh, 9 o'clock. Sean Taylor talked about uh, the Republican debate, uh, just about the fact that I don't think we're going to... Giuliani and Thompson don't have a chance because we haven't elected a ball president in 51 years. Evil Knievel dying. Um, this week was pretty big. A lot of big stuff going on. The, the lady in the Middle East with the Teddy Mohammed teddy bear and them wanting to kill her. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And then we just talked to uh, Dr. Diane Pomerantz about dubs. And I thought she was going to rip you a new one, dude. Because you said I didn't do any research. And, I, and that's what made me the most upset because I did. Do your I, research. <laughs> do your research. I did. Listen, I talked to other dog owners. And they tell me that what you're doing is wrong. Just dog owners, not dog experts. Like the doc. Yeah, I guess so. I just, you know, it makes me upset because we're roommates and we're friends and we're co-hosts. And literally, we really are married. And I mm-hmm. know it sounded like that. And I didn't want to come across as gay to Pomerantz, but I think we did. Because that was really a, a lover's quarrel when you think about it. But I hate the way that dog uh, acts. And I hate you for the way that you treat her. And it's not cool. I treat her lovingly. You know, I was Maybe talking, you should take some uh, some cues from how I treat my animal. I have a regular daytime job during the week, mm-hmm. and uh, I like it. I'm a public public relations um, person. I guess a publicist, I guess you'd call it. And I spend a lot of time in the car, and I spend a lot of time working. And before we worked in radio, it was our job to, to look at the news and to analyze the news. And I never understood uninformed people. But I never had a real job. 
Now I have a real job, and I completely understand why the majority of the United States of America is dumb and uninformed. Because it's so hard for me to stay up to date. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do this, you know, for the weekend gig. You know what I mean? Like, and when I get home from work, I want to watch Chuck. I want to watch something mindless. And I don't want to watch Heroes, even though I'm a fan, and I was before I got the gig, because there's too much thought involved. I now understand... Why uh, why uh, Americans are so willfully ignorant on stuff? Yes. It makes sense to me. When you get home and you've had a long day at work and you still have stuff to do at home, the last thing you want to do is think about the heavy stuff that's going on out there. And I don't know, like now that I finally understand it, I think it's made me a better talk show host, but it saddens me that in the United States of America, our lives are set up to be stupid. I think that's in any uh, culture, any culture you live in. I mean, I don't the, care the, about others. I'm an American. The farmers Whoa, what did in I just uh, say? The, the farmers in China, they they they're working, you know, from morning till night, and they don't want to think about, you know, their their communist government and how to get under uh, out from underneath that thumb. They don't care. They just want to keep on living. To be educated, you can't have a job. No, that's really an odd thing. It doesn't seem like it helps us, though, does it? No, no, it doesn't at all. But, I mean, it's kind of, well, everybody has to still work because we have to maintain a working society. Do so we? How do we, how do we, uh, how do we cure it? I Can don't we know. go back to the border system? Like, don't you think the hippies might have had it right? We're all just hanging out, banging. And uh, trading beaver pelts. And yeah, exchanging goods. Am I alone in this? Raw goods. 800-636-1067. Like, for example... Uh, I don't know, and I don't know what his life is like, but I know that CK produces the junkies and mm-hmm. then is also the boss of JFK. How does that man have any time for anything? I, actually, I've talked to him about that before, and he, he tells me, he's like, I'm going to try to listen to your guys' show. I'll probably listen to I it. Wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll probably listen to it uh, while I'm at work, you know, multitasking and everything, because Saturday nights are really the only thing I have. And I'm like, dude, I, I completely understand that. Because I, I got the daytime job, then we got the Saturday night show, which is obviously, you know, my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then I also do some stuff at the news talk station at Tampa where we originate the show. And so it's like every other, like, this is my off weekend. Mm-hmm. But still, you're here on Saturday, so yeah, you're well, off. Mind. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have a you don't have a full weekend ever of uh, where you have nothing going on. But the last thing I want to do is read a book. Yeah, I mean, when I want to read a book, but it's the last thing I want to do is read a book because I got DVR back down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has this problem. I think everybody has this problem. I think it's a normal problem. How, what do you do about it? I mean, I think you make your best effort. Do you to... quit your job? No, I don't think so. Listen, I did. Let's. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Um, Let me tell you this: there's a scam going on out there right now, and it's the greatest scam ever. And if we could somehow keep it going, it's great. And it's called unemployment, because when Dubs and I got let go from the Orlando station, six months of complete freedom, free ride, dude. We got like we got you know we got our severance, mm-hmm. and then we were eligible for unemployment. So we At went the same at- time as our severance, so it was wonderful. We were getting like paid almost more for a little bit there than we were right. in our show. So what happens, though, is you get unemployment, and you're making, a, you know, you're making a certain amount of money. Well, then you go looking for jobs, mm-hmm. and you have to work 50 hours a week at this crap job. To equal your unemployment. To equal your unemployment, so you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay on the, the government system. Yeah. 
there's no incentive to get off of it. Now the thing is, you have to have some you have to have some self worth. So I personally, El Jefe, I was like, dude, I feel bad. I I feel worthless just sitting at home. It's not good for your psyche because you don't feel like you have any place on earth. So I went and just found a job. I wrote it till the end. I wrote it the whole six months. I loved it. But you were depressed though. Be I honest. was. At the, I was depressed at the same time. But I don't think working because I I think I got equally or more depressed when I started working at my regular job too. Right. right. So I I think I was just I think it was just the the mountain of different things that happened to me at one time that depressed me more than just sitting at home. I'll be honest with you. For the longest time being in radio, I took it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I, the whole reason I got into radio because I didn't want to really work. I mean, it's it's work. Yeah, but it, it's a different kind of work. That's that there's a rewarding funness to it. Yeah, at, definitely. At the same time. But you know, when you're you're doing it at eight thirty to five thirty, when you're a regular schmo. Where's the reward? Like, you really are working for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's almost like why, Boy is right. why radio is so hack. Because so many people, they don't want to listen to radio that is going to make you think. You know what I mean? They want to hear, they want background noise. Well, radio is so hack for a couple of reasons. One, it works for the listeners. They want, you know, they don't want to think. And two, people don't want to lose their jobs. They're going to get walk out there and get on that, you know, like kind of push the push the limits because if they lose that, they're going to doing the eight thirty to five thirty gig. Oh, dude, trust me. If we ever get hired anywhere again, five days a week, we're selling out. And I'll be honest, <laughs> those of you who are listening to the show now and be like, "This isn't the same half fan dubs. This isn't the same hideout." I remember it was a little bit different before. Yes, it was. Because now we're trying to get on five days a week somewhere so we don't have to work again for real. So have we sold out? You betcha. We have. And we're going to continue to until someone says, you know what? Those guys aren't shock jocks anymore. In fact, they're milk toast. Let me give them a paycheck. 800-636-1067. By the way, we do have a special announcement. Uh, Dubs and I will be hosting a special Year in review show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure CK is like you are. Uh, not on JFK. On XM Satellite Radio. Yes. So we don't know exact date or time yet. We haven't confirmed that we will be doing it. And uh, when we get the rest of the info, we'll distribute it to you either on here or if they allow us, we'd love to allow us to tell you on here. But if not, we'll we'll tell you. Yeah, just look at websites. Hideoutradio.com, you know, also on the MySpace, myspace.com uh, slash hideoutradio. It's just a one-time thing, end-of-the-year review, top uh, stories of the year. We'll be running them down, kind of uh, giving our take and and reminding you, because a lot of times you, uh, you'll you hear some of them, you're like, wow, that was this year. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Now, we got two different ways we could go about it. We could talk about what were really the top ten stories of the year, or we could find the ten craziest kind of stories of the year, like I the think offbeat. We, I think we kind of do a mix of both, you know, some of the crazy ones that are outlandish and unbelievable, on top of some just, like, legit big stories that kind of ruled this year. On the AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio, Harry Smokes Potter says, hey, selling out is not a bad thing. Not in America anymore. No. There used to be something about not selling out. You know, don't Keeping be, it real. Yeah. But uh, now that if Ice Cube can be in Are We There Yet, then we can be on CHR Morning Radio. Imagine in 1987 if they said, hey, this guy's going to be in kids' movies one time. I know. <laughs> yeah. Be like, what? It's, ni- it's 1991 and it's NWA straight out of Compton. 
And, oh, by the way, he's going to be in a Christmas movie with children. <laughs> and you'd be like, whatever. No way. This guy's horde. He's hardcore. He's down. He's an OG. No, he's not. He's clean shaven. And he's in an Escalade with children yelling, are we there yet? So, yeah, we're here and we're ready to sell out. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> and we'll do whatever for a paycheck. Run you some audio overload? Not yet, because no. I wanted to ask you about this, but okay. I, will, I will in a second. The other thing, too, about having a regular job during the week, and I feel like I'm relating to the people here, because not all of you are in radio. Some of you are. Uh, is the fact that I've been bitten by the Christmas bug. Ugh. I, I know. I am, listen, I am slowly becoming one of the masses. Homo. How do you, I hate Christmas for one reason, the music. I don't understand it. I don't understand. It's bad music. It's just god-awful music, and people love it. People change their radio station for three months just to fit that format. Why? It's terrible music, and I don't get it. Here's the thing. I'm working in an office now with a bunch of chicks. They started putting up uh, all the decorations and turning on the Christmas music, and I'm like... I'm going to push their chairs over. I'm like, hey, I'm liking this. This is fun. And you know part of the other trick, though? You know why you become a holiday person when you're in the mainstream? See, when you work in radio, normally, uh, unless you're, you know, you're a big show, which obviously we are not, uh, you, you have to work on the weekends. You have to work mm -hmm. on the holidays. But normal people usually get these holidays off. And that's what they're working for. And that, like they're working for the weekend. They're working for this time of year where you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas coming up, you got New Year's coming up. Now, all of a sudden, I'm bitten by the bugs. And I'm like, man, I cannot wait for that four-day weekend that Christmas and New Year's are each going to bring. Dude, I am becoming what I have always hated. I am selling out right before your eyes. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? It's odd. We kind of switched uh, roles because remember when uh, I had my ex and everything, we would get everything uh, all, you know, Christmas up in our apartment, all Halloweened up in our apartment. We'd get really, uh, I don't know, into the holidays, even though we weren't into the holidays. We're just like kind of decorating for them. Yeah, I, you, you would ridicule me hardcore on that kind of stuff, and now you're turning into that person. I am. I'm becoming a sellout. Mm-hmm. And it really, I like it. I'm not going to, you know what it is? Let me tell you and be honest with you. Because as you listen, you used to listen to the old hideout, now you're listening to the new sellout hideout. The sellout? The sellout. That's actually, let's start branding it that way. Uh, like in the old days, I would have railed against this. But now, let me be honest, there's a comfort to being ignorant. It really is bliss. There is something about, you know what, I'm just going to fall in line and I'm going to be like everybody else and I'm not going to rock the boat because it's easier. I remember being on the air at WJFK the night that President Bush got elected and slapping the microphone and yelling and screaming and having a nervous breakdown on the air because I knew what President Bush was going to be. Oh, and by golly, I was correct. I am validated. But guess where that got me? Nowhere. Mm -hmm. It got me to the weekends. It, that's what it did. I'm back in Saturday nights. Being angry and being uh, distraught and looking at the world in a cynical nature, it made me bleed from my backside. It did. It really did. It gave me so much stress that when I went to the restroom, it looked like a car accident. And it's not worth it. I am now one of the sheeple. And I feel good about it. And I can't wait. And let me look. You know what I'm looking forward to this year? What's that? American Idol. 
and I'm glad all those people are on strike because I need to see stars dancing. And I want to know, you know, I'm probably not smarter than the fifth grader, but I'm okay with it because I get a paycheck every two weeks and I have Christmas coming up. Yeah, you've changed. There's nothing. You you have become everything that you hated. You know who's a really good artist? Shut up. Carrie Underwood. That chick is talented. I'm a big fan of hers. What do you think of Carrot Top? Hilarious. Do you know who's even funnier? Who? Billing Vault. <laughs> Matchbox 20, what do you think of him? Oh, Jesus. Got their catalog? What don't I think of him? <laughs> I just hate that John Mayer's ripping them off. But I'm okay with it because I'd love to see them perform together as a power duo. That Rob Thomas and John Mayer. If we could somehow throw Dave Matthews into that trio, I'd be in heaven. It'd be like when damn Yankees formed. So, yes, that's where I'm at in my life. I have cats and a girlfriend and a house and a car payment. Oh, and I'm in debt. <laughs> you know what I feel like? Dad. I feel like I'm an American. No, you, you, you called me the other day, like, yeah, I'm running a little late from the office. I'm like, all right, Dad. And you know what? Those words felt good coming out of my <laughs> they mouth. They did not. They couldn't have. It really did. I can't look. I can't wait for Sundays and football and beer. I am uh, with you on that one. <sighs> Is it really time to go? Yeah, we're at 49. Hmm. I just wonder if we're going to have a male winner on American Idol. You know what's the best part, though? Hmm. When they go around the country and they show all the bad people. Is that your favorite part of the show? comedy, man. That's funny stuff. That and Larry the Cable Guy. You're losing it, bro. No, I'm an American. And those Mexicans, we got to do something about them. I do agree with you on that. <laughs> Coming over here, taking our country from us. Yeah, we stole it from you, so get over it. Special limitations are up on that one. Right, I'm not going to beg for a full-time job. <laughs> do it. No. But Wow. <laughs> what you just heard in the last 20 minutes was therapy. <laughs> I think I'm going to quit my full-time job. Are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you come to that point where it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not the right person anymore. I'm going to wait till after the cruise. Of course. <laughs> They're taking me on the cruise. I should take it. You're wasting the ticket now. It's a company cruise. I already signed up. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I just... Poof. Wow, I didn't realize I'd gone there. Well, I have so many people I could blame for it. Who's that? But like a true American, I'm not going to blame myself. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the man. It really is the man that did this to me. Oh, and there's so many of you. But by the way, mm -hmm. I would like to work for you, Mr. Man. <laughs> Give me a nice paycheck, man. I'm coming to you with hat in hand, boss. Boss? Mr. Boss Man. 
Whatever you want me to do. You go shoe shine. You need me to do production? I'll do it. Yeah, I, I'll voice that. No problem. You want me to go to a what? Uh, a car dealership? Sit there for three hours? No problem. Listen, I love the music. <laughs> I so, uh, country. Grew up on it. Love it. I'm from Texas. Of course I can spin 40 minutes of nonstop country hits. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Hey, the post-show podcast is on the way. We're going to record that because that's doing us a lot of good. <laughs> what happened? We were having a fun show, and then I started talking about my life, and now I want to go jump out the, <laughs> the top of the floor. Oh, boy. All right. Check it out. Hideoutradio.com is the website. WJFK.com. Mm-hmm. They've got up a section for our podcasting. As soon as Dubs can figure out the internets, our shows will be up there. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, the Junkies unauthorized pregame show from 11 to 1 live on the air and in person at Champs Americana in the Fair Oaks Mall. And Jun- Big O and Dukes are going out to the Green Turtle tomorrow night. Uh, Verizon and- Center. Terps versus the VCU Rams, the BB&T Classic, courtesy of Bud Light, always worth the Green Turtle, F Street Northwest in the district. And this week, Hannah Montana tickets. Junkies have them from January 7th at the Verizon Center. Superstartickets.com. Thank you for that. Superstartickets.com to purchase your holiday gift tickets for any event. Hideoutradio.com is the website. Go there. Subscribe to the Post Show Podcast. Also, too... It's got all the links you'll ever need. So there it is. I want to thank all the boys back at the studio. Matt, Sideshow. Thank you even Punani was helping out. And, of course, thank you to CK, my man. We'll see you guys next week, maybe. (laughs) Until then, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000.